Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. We also have Alexandra Francisco. Who had that pronunciation proper? I know. I've never heard Fred nail. I would have lost a lot of money on that. (laughs) What's so hard about Alexandra Francisco? Uh, What's so hard about Jim Craig? You couldn't handle that last last show. People always say Alexandria, and I hate. Really? Oh. Oh. People just don't read. You were also a finalist on for the Greg Hill Morning Show, right? Whatever. They're lost now. You guys got me talking Patriots. Probably a little Celtics. Oh, we're gonna talk Celtics. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Incredible. Really. Paul busts out the. Stats for Celtics unfiltered. Combined to go 15 for 23 on three pointers in the first game. Ask him what happened after Patriots lost, and he'll tell you they just didn't execute. <laughs> <laughs> Alex might look to see if he can, she can go with him. I went to the Bruins with him and Max, right. so Damien, hit me up. Yeah. If you want to go, let me know. Given that Paul's love of Gase and Boyce is well documented, <laughs> that's Adam Gase and Josh Boyce. <laughs> that he doesn't like other guys working on his deck. <laughs> That looks really like that one. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome back to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium, and uh, we're here for the next two hours talking Patriots and anything else. It's Deuce, it's Paul, it's me, it's Alex, back by popular demand. Took the words out of my mouth. She made it. Yeah. Matt in the booth. So, um... You know what? What are we? What are we talking about? I mean, Julian be, Edelman no, coming back. Oh, yeah, that's what my, my bank guy said yesterday. I went into the bank. You're, he's got a bank guy. I don't know. It's the guy. It's wow, he's got, got a lot. The of guy guys. at the bank. But yeah. I, I commented on his. Uh, he had a Super Bowl thirty six pano in his office. Like, oh, nice. He said, oh, you hear about Julian Edelman? I mean, he's talking like him. I'm like, what? Yeah, bone on bone. What? Right. <laughs> I'm just bone on bone. That's all I say when Edelman comes up. Bone on bone, not gonna happen. He. You remember when like Gronk retired and how annoying he was with all that stuff yeah, the and cr- it, like the crying. You yeah. know, we have a big announcement to come up and everybody was sort of like, was "All right, for, Gronk, this is this for, is it's for weed." It's getting tired, it, but it's it was tiring. <laughs> I mean, you know, CBD. I find I find Edelman's trolling to be much more like humorous. Yeah, yeah. like you know, eh, who knows? He won't shit it down. Yeah, and if, yeah. if, 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 you know, and if it was, you know, it would probably probably be for the Patriots. Like it's just, I don't know why they're doing the same thing. I don't think he's coming back, but. I just I find it more entertaining, and I really don't find Edelman all that entertaining, bef- you know, before. But I think he has been funny yeah. with some of this he stuff. But is, is that all it was? Oh, I th- I, I think. think. I mean, who bone knows? On Only bone. he knows for sure. Yeah. But Mike's right with the bone on bone. bone that on hasn't bone. that hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. and plus just they just signed Lil Jordan, so Lil Jordan, Lil Jordan, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Big Jordan Humphrey. Yeah, yeah. Who is big? Lil Jordan is big. Yeah. Well, how big was Jordan Humphrey? <laughs> Big Jordan, you know, because he might have been even bigger. So yeah. he was like six and, seven. Well, I mean, little Jordan. How would like they know when they named him though? He's just a baby. They don't know for sure. They didn't know he was going to be six four. Right. Did you guys read about where the name came from? <laughs> no, please. So his older brother <laughs> loved Michael Jordan, wanted his little brother to be named after Michael Jordan. Only problem is the older brother's name is Terry Michael. So the mother was like, "We're not going to have two uh, Michaels running you could. around." What's wrong with that? Mike, so instead mice? of doing Jordan, it was Little Jordan. Little Jordan. So okay. There's no other little Jordan out there, so yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, a little bit surprised. I feel like they got a lot of bodies at wide receiver. I mean, I don't know. He's kind of enters the fray, tall possession kind of guy, not real fast or anything. So I don't know. Add him to the mix, I guess. What's his numbers? Not no. good. No. Oh, we like forty? No, no. Like in the in the league, how how's he oh, been? Oh, he had like three years. He has last year. Yeah, was like three years. High. He has like thirty catches or two something. Two touchdowns, like that. maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah. Two touchdowns. Okay, so he's two of those years playing with so Drew Brees. He, so he's an improvement over Nikhil Harry. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody did tweet that out this morning. I don't know. No. He's got more production. I don't know. But that's I mean, good, maybe in the one, same though. universe uh, as terms of just a big guy who can't really run that fast, but could maybe make some catches on the inside for you. So I don't know. It's just there's a lot of bodies there now. I mean, it's, it's I guess what. Ten guys, I think you know, you add ten some, receivers. I, I, but I think it's you know I think you add some depth that the you know that's a yeah. position you need a lot of bodies at in camp. There's a lot of running and you need you need extra bodies. This is, you do you know so and who knows and they do this every year. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, I know they did it with Brady. I mean, do you think that there's some sorry. element of trying Six, to sixteen catches in this sixteen career. trying to throw everybody kind of in the mix for Mac to see. Who kind of pops? Like, would you do that if you had a young quarterback like Mac Jones? No, like, I think would you bring in a bunch Paul of different said. guys and just to say, "Hey, we got to find somebody." Camp to, bodies, yeah, camp bodies, yeah. That's all. Uh, you remember who was the guy that we were? Uh, someone was sort of teasing us about um, at training camp a couple of years ago. And we had oh, forgotten yeah, yeah. he was even yeah, on the roster. The guy from Washington, yeah, I, I, uh, Maurice Harris. Maurice yeah. Harris. It's one of those. It's an NFL player. He's been in the league for a couple of years. He hasn't made much of an impact but he's been in the league a little bit who knows maybe yeah. you know someone gets hurt he looks like he's you know he has a good camp you know i mean i wouldn't completely rule it out but yeah i think it's probably just depth at this point yeah well somebody tweeted us the headline i guess that you had written like a blog observations from minicamp on maurice like, harris on maurice harris i, oh, I, I wasn't here yeah. yet so that's I, when I, you know that that i've completely lost it and gone <laughs> Total CTE because I didn't even remember that. <laughs> then the guy sends me my own my own clip. <laughs> I know. Well, that okay. I guess I wrote it then. I was there for camp. He didn't really do anything at camp, and that's why I was like, "What? I don't really remember." But I guess apparently he was tearing it up at minicamp. Um, yeah. Another item, uh, just a clarification. Often on this show, we like to clear things up and you know give people um, you know information that they wouldn't otherwise have. I got from a very very good source uh, about why Bill cut minicamp short oh and it had nothing to do with the weather or anything like that um uh, per the cba on the three-day minicamp teams are allowed to have 24 hours of activity and they can break it up any way they want and what the patriots chose to do this year is do 10 hours the first day 10 hours the second day and four hours the third day and why they did that is they wanted to simulate what the 10-hour day would be like during the season because that's what it is. It's a 10-hour day. Mm-hmm. And so on the last day, they only had four hours left, and they didn't have practice. They just they, you know, did film or whatever they did. So it was 10-10-4 rather than a lot of teams do 8-8-8, something like that. But you can break it up any way you want, and the Patriots chose to do 10-10-4 this year for the minicamp. And it's as simple as an explanation as that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I would uh, ask about that is the four. Um, when did they make the decision, or why did they make the decision to have that four not be on the field? Right. Oh, that's you on know, the last day. That's a good question. And yeah. also scheduling media availabilities for the last what was it? One of the last two days. Yeah. Yeah, we still we still got Mac on the last day. Yeah. Most probably. Well, that was probably that. included in the four. Yeah. So that was you know. That has to be part of the day's activity, so that was included in the four hours that they were required to be here on that last day. Yeah, and no one will probably never know why Bill decided to do it that way or whatever. But I agree with you, Fred. I I, I just don't think that the weather had a lot. It, to, it didn't. A lot I'm of telling you, to do with it. As a matter of fact, it did not. No. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, they got the, I mean, the bubble. If they really wanted to practice, right. they could have gone inside. Right. Even if it light, if, if it's lightning out, you go into the bubble yeah. if, if you have stuff to do. All right. So, well, yeah. A little bit of insight. Yeah. I mean, Kirsch. Nose to the grindstone. Well, it's real. I mean, it's legit. There's a lot of speculation out there why they did it and stuff. So, yeah. Well, that's the reason. Now you know. Now you know. Only on Patriots Unfiltered. All right. All what right. else do we got? Of course, ah, the Celtics tonight. Celtics tonight. Game six. What time is it at? Nine, nine o'clock. Yeah, I got nine. something. I got nine. something. Man. I actually do, too. So Will's <laughs> got a game at nine, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll catch oh. the second half. No. Nah. I'll probably tune in for a little bit. Yeah. See how it goes. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I want to say that you kind of get a sense of these games, but it doesn't. Bet the house that like they win tonight? I think so. I wouldn't bet the house. No. I wouldn't bet the house on Golden State either. I just think yeah. these no, teams. I, are, I think these teams are really. I'm even. not telling anyone to actually do it, but would you favor the Celtics in this game? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Did you get tickets yet? No. No, no one. No one. one not even after your plea on the show. Yeah. I thought someone. We would got come some through. broke listeners. <laughs> oh, so. come on, people. Yeah. Hot ticket. Hot ticket. But I, I, they're young. I just feel like they're going to come they? out and play awesome again Are tonight. they young? Are they, Are they? Young? I don't know. Al you tell Horford. Me. They yeah, probably get that. the calls tonight, too. Yeah, I think so. And I know nothing about basketball. Although, no Scott Foster. Oh, he's the ref that... He's, he's the, the extender. He's the extender. <laughs> the extender. <laughs> the equalizer. Yeah. yeah. He's not refing tonight, evidently. Okay. According to the Twitter machine. I really wonder how that all works. Like, I just... The league is so fixed, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's fixed, you goof. <laughs> I just try to... I mean, I can only imagine it from a hockey refing standpoint of trying to go in a game and, like, I could maybe see not calling some stuff. I mean, I know basketball is different, and you can, you know, give guys actual points in terms of free throws, but I don't know. It's just hard. I, I, I try to imagine being in a headspace of being a referee trying to influence the game, and it, it, I don't know. It's just... I have to come to it for a place each time when I ref of... I'm just watching two teams play, and I don't know who right. which either team is, and I just know which way well, they're going. That's the thing. I mean, as a fan, you want to believe that it's on the up and up, you know? Yeah. You really do, because otherwise, what's the point? Oh, yeah. You know? Right. But basketball's kind of unique with that regard, right? I mean, like basketball refs. Well, you can. Seems, yeah. I, I think it's probably. There's a history there of fixing games yeah. and mob ties. Yeah. And I yeah. think that sport most easily lends itself to that. Because of what you're talking about, yeah. like direct points. You know the whole the whole scandal with the refs. You know whatever five ten years ago with Tim, Tim Donaghy, Donaghy that yeah. it was all about overs, like the totals, and they call a lot of fouls early in the game to get a ton of free throws. That jacks the score up. Mm-hmm. You know they weren't necessarily Win-loss. betting on a team, yeah. right? But Alex is right. Th- there's a laundry list of like especially college. Point shaving scandals, including right here at Boston College, That's baby. That's right. That's right. Didn't happen at BU. Oh, I just watched Didn't a new documentary about that. Did we talk about something recent? There was something. Yeah, on there's recently. a thirty for thirty. There's a thirty for thirty about on it. it. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, yeah. And Mike Mayock is on it. Yeah, because Mike Mayock was roommates with Jim Christian at BC, and right. Christian was implicated. Right. Not as much as uh, playing for the mob. Yeah. Is uh, and how it's can snowball on you, right? And Ernie Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. You lose a game, and then you're in the hole, and then you got to... Right. You get in trouble. But it's happened all over. Uh, There's a a lot of different schools that have been impacted by it. I remember being in the Patriots press box back at the old stadium. Remember that press box, Paul? I do. Very small. I went in there once. Very small and very smoky. Uh, And Ted Sarandis was there, and I was talking to Ted, and we were talking about, you know... Possible. This is before the BC thing came out, and just before it came out. 
possible stuff like that and you know and this one guy i think his name was carl bean it's like that would never happen Okay. Wait. Like two weeks later, it happened. You were having a conversation about BC point shaving scandal. Not, not or necessarily. Or the thirty for thirty being made. Not necessarily. The, the point shaving scandal was common knowledge. It happened in the seventies. No, but <laughs> it was in the it was in the paper. Well, something happened just after this conversation I was having with Ted Sarandis, like, and probably that, that would never happen. And we're like, okay. Well, well, some people just like I don't cling get on what's to their, going on in your brain. Yeah, their naive thoughts. Yeah. But anything can happen. Like Paul said, guys get in trouble, and then you, oh, I have to do this. And there's only five guys on the court. Yeah. Right? So if you can influence one or two of them, that's all you need. Yeah. They can impact the game. Yeah. You know, in football, like, you'd have to have the quarterback, you know, as an example. Yeah. Because there's so many guys involved. Well, and, you know, and we've talked about it before, and it's why it's the NFL has always been, you know, very adamant about players not – gambling is like you get in trouble and it's not like any one player can fix a game but all these you know wise guys are looking for is the an edge so if i can you know tell a receiver hey make sure you drop a couple balls that's all i'm looking for is to get a little edge in in the betting yeah you know they can't actually fix the game to win or lose but they can influence it yeah and that's all they're looking for yeah and that's what the league is worried about you know just a little bit, yeah. just a little nudge. So regardless of, you know, gambling on sports has always been around, even if it's illegal, it's always been around. And what the league is, any league is worried about are their players getting involved in it, you know, because they can influence the game. Whether it's giving information or actually their actions on the field, they have an impact. So it's, it's, a, it's something you have to monitor very, very carefully. And I think make huge penalties if you're caught you know like bans yeah you know it has to be that strict absolutely you know i agree yeah and stick to them yeah you know that's why like oh they should bring back pete rose no they shouldn't no they shouldn't you know you knew the rules why is everyone so freaking quiet i don't know i'm gambling no, no, we're not allowed to. Talk. We're not allowed to talk <laughs> about that. We're all afraid of losing our jobs. No, we are. We're allowed the, to talk about you're it. The only, you're the only one. That not allowed matter. to gamble. You're the only one that makes enough that doesn't matter if you lose your job. No, you're just not allowed to gamble, and you know. But you can talk about it. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. We on do show. our point yeah. spreads when we do the our picks every week. We do. It's fine. It is interesting to see how over the last like year, it's like every network, everyone's throwing so many resources towards gambling mm-hmm. content, and it's like now we're just surrounded by it. Though. Yeah, it's like taking over sports media. I yeah, mean, even like you know, I, what, didn't Hannibal go to work for like what? Yeah, I'm gonna hit him up. Well, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's the same thing we talked about. It, we were joking earlier about the cannabis with yeah. Gronk. Yeah. As soon as it became legalized, every other billboard on Route One is for cannabis. Well, that's yeah. the only way they can advertise. Yeah. Uh-huh. Billboards. So, the marijuana industry—it's you—you have to like kind of prove that you're advertising to people who are of a certain age. So that's why you're not going to see like TV ads or anything. It's really strict with the advertising they can do, and billboards seem to be like their only option. Mm. I'm wondering why you know, like I would I would assume they'd be under the same restrictions as cigarettes and alcohol. Mm-hmm. But you see alcohol everywhere, right? But not cigarettes. But not cigarettes not anymore. You know, what's the difference between weed and cigarettes? Is it the nicotine or I don't know. Like why can why can 
CBD have all these billboards and Marlboro can't. Well, CBD Mar- isn't no, directly yeah. related to like lung cancer and why? Yeah. You're, still, you're still lighting something up and putting it well, in your lungs. Not for CBD. No, CBDs. Oh, CBDs different. Oh, Topical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so these, these places that are advertising dispensaries, you're not actually getting stuff you smoke? No, you can. No, you are. You get anything They're you advertising want. marijuana. <laughs> and right. So what's CBD the difference? or gummies. Gummies. CBD is federally Matt, legal, I believe. <laughs> you, you, exactly C- what cigarettes are federally legal, too. THC yeah. is what is illegal. CBD is yeah. not legal. Yeah. Both are found in different strains of the cannabis. The marijuana So you can buy it in all forms, both THC and CBD. You can smoke CBD. It's just CBD is yeah. legal because under federal law, that's not the whatever yeah. product. Marijuana you know. lobbyists are just not as talented as the big tobacco lobbyists of yeah. the day. Or people just haven't caught up with people smoking and there's gonna, then there's going to be like pot smokers who got lung cancer and now you know, start right. to make a stink about it. I mean- I know the science on that is probably kind of still in progress with how things are going, but yeah, it's it's everywhere. But I don't know. I think you need to you need to make the connection that it's. I mean, it's obviously dangerous to drive high. Yeah. But is there what's the lung cancer risk and I don't know, you know secondhand smoke cancer but risk all those things. You know, the bottom line is that the moment it became legal, you know, the floodgates were open. The same thing with gambling. Yeah. I know. You know, now in Massachusetts, you can't gamble on sports yet. But you know the, the day there, that yeah. that happens, yeah. you know, it'll be everywhere. Well, that's unlike the content of it is like these these companies so have cheesy. so much money, yeah. but they have so much money to throw. Like, I feel like these are the money. These are the, the, the things that are going to take over sports media. They're going to have all yeah. this gambling money behind them and they can hire oh, somebody like Hannibal. Do you, re- do you remember when um, it was <laughs> DraftKings and the other one, FanDuel, yeah. when that first got legalized? Mm-hmm. Like, the, OK, that's OK. The money they spent on TV. I mean, Every other ad in a sporting event was DraftKings or FanDuel. Yep. DraftKings is still spending more money than... Yeah. But money was so cheap during the pandemic, you could, like, borrow it at such a low rate that that's what DraftKings did. And it'll be really interesting to see now that real legacy casinos are playing into this game, someone like DraftKings who just spent all their money on talent, how do you compete with the casinos in such a crowded space and you're seeing that they're really not. So it'll be really interesting to see what they're going to do with all these people they hired and all the money they've thrown at programming as this continues to just shake out. Cause right now it's just, it seems really oversaturated and the content's kind of corny in some cases. And it's, I don't know. I just feel yeah. like it's being like forced upon me and yeah. mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's just like, you imagine the resources that these companies have compared to the, like the Boston Globe or the Boston Herald or, you know, these old newspapers that, I mean, I, it, it seems just inevitable to me that these are going to become the next ESPNs, the next Nessens, like all, you know, those. And you think they'll have like outlets. production arms. Yeah. And they'll be coming out with. Absolutely. Con- hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. I think some are in trouble. Some will be okay. I think yeah. the legacy casinos, like your, your MGMs and Caesars, We'll probably be okay, but I'm worried about DraftKings. I don't think you don't think they will be able to compete. They spent so much money. How are they going to make it back? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. They were borrowing money very cheap during the pandemic, and just like so many of these companies, tech companies too. But yeah, I don't know. What is DraftKings doing that's differentiating themselves from every other? Do you know why they had to borrow so much money? money? I mean, it just seems like once you get this operation going, like it should. Gave Carabas a million a year. Yeah. I know that one. Exactly. Right. I think that's 
that's an example of it. They've got They're those deep pockets to just talent. throw, right? But where's it? Co- it's all. Is it all borrowed? I so don't know. The mm-hmm. stock's like not MGM, doing well. MGM, they've been paying Jamie Foxx, right, to do those commercials. He's doing. Is that he's yeah. MGM? Uh, and then Caesars is, um, like, they have the Peyton, uh, the Manning brothers, mm-hmm. the whole family. Uh, Caesars has them in their commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and they have the casinos to back them, though. Like yeah, it's a legacy oh, casino. Yeah. Right. That DraftKings does not. Yeah, well they've got. It'll be the, interesting. They've got the place up here in, in the in the yeah. concourse. It's yeah. nice, but they pay for that. That's why we're worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of marketing. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so but gambling, like all the shows now, like even you know, ESPN, they have like the Daily Wager every, every night, like opposite um, Sports Center, mm-hmm. and like I find the shows somewhat interesting on the surface when they're talking about the games and why. But then, you know, it's like they have the three or four experts and they give their expert picks and they have their, their plays for every night. And it's like, you know, Andrew Wiggins over 26 and a half points, rebounds combined. Like, I don't know how many people that are just watching casually like me that want to delve into those numbers that, you know, that at that minute of detail to try to figure out, well, what do I want to put 100 bucks on? Like, I can watch the game and I can say, I think the Celtics are going to win tonight. I want a little something extra on it to, you know, keep my interest. But now I'm watching, like, Draymond Green to see if he's under eight and a half points. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I know people do it. I know a lot of people. That's how a lot of people make a living Yeah, doing it that way. But to me, I think those shows kind of, they gloss you over after a while. Well, they're really for the gambler. Right. You right. know, and, and I just don't know how big of pool yeah, that is. Yeah, if you're just trying to figure out who's going to win the game, that stuff's boring. I wonder how many people who really – are degenerate gamblers like that just like are actually going to these experts for like advice like how much credence is actually being put into what these guys are saying because it's just like you look at every other person in like sports talk radio or whatever like how prepared really are people to be giving this information that like could straight up ruin a family's life i feel the same way about fantasy football i mean i said like are you really an expert like i know there are some people that really get it but a lot of people saying that they're fantasy sports experts and giving out advice and uh, like it's just a shot in the dark you can't be that good at it like there's not like well, that much any of these it. things like i'll give away my free book for selling <laughs> real estate yeah. if you're really good at anything you're not giving away anything for free you're doing it yourself and you're becoming rich you know you're not out like you don't need to like sell books or cds or anything like that you're just yeah. doing it, and you're ma- you're getting rich. Yeah. Get a free pick. I'll get you get a free pick. And yeah, I mean, I've seen how those things all work too, where they fifty fifty split yeah. it, then they fifty fifty split it again until you've got like somebody who's won four times in a row, and then you got a, b- a bunch of people. You got your claws in them, but I, I'm glad. I'm I'm lucky that it's not a world that really interests me all that much. And you know, I obviously with this, I can't get involved in it. So right, yeah. even fantasy football, like I don't have the time. You know, too much. Like, I know you can press a button and have them pick it yourself. But then what's the point? And it's like, what are you watching the game for? Well, I really want to see Draymond Green score less than seven points. Like, that's my investment in watching the game tonight. Like, it's easy for me to watch football and want a team to win. And, you know, not really care who gets the like fantasy. You know, we've talked about fantasy a million times. Like, I just want to watch the game. I don't want to say, oh, my team scored. Oh, but the wrong guy scored. Right. I, I don't. That's not for me. And I know a lot of people are into that. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a, obviously it's a an enormous industry. I mean, I, this is another thing where the, at, when it first came out, the league was like, oh, 
No fantasy football. We don't want to be involved in that. Now they, they give you the scroll on yeah. the red zone with everybody's <laughs> right. points. Right. They, yeah. they, they give you the whole week. It's their projected point total. And then while the games are going on, they give you the guy's stats and their point totals, in, like in standard scoring leagues, which, you know, Matt would be able to tell you about. Yep. Paul, Paul just wins leagues. He doesn't know what the points scoring for systems catch. are. Yeah. You just, the you default just. settings. Ah. Yeah, you just auto-draft, right, Paul? You're just... I you didn't like won the I, whole league from I did not auto draft. No. I just did not make any transactions throughout the entirety of the season and you I won the championship with less players on my roster than I was allowed. You should sell picks. Sniff. For the free Perillo uh, fantasy pick. All right, eight five five pass five hundred. Just pick all your favorite players. Don't worry about anything else. Eight five five pass five hundred is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Let's find out what is on people's mind. We'll go to Logan in Indiana. What's up, Logan? I want to say it's a twister and Mac Jones, he's the man. Okay. And guys are excited to play together this year, and I can't wait to see him play. But I, I want to make a couple comments. Yesterday's show was awesome with Alejandro Francesca. She's great. <laughs> I love to hear her. And a great, and a great argument with Paul. She has the edge for him. Okay. Nice. And uh, I wasn't aware that I was in an Freddie argument. Brown. How can you blow Paul's shit about blowing his deck off when you hire somebody to mow your yard? Okay. <laughs> what, what is he talking about? I, I, don't, I know. don't know. Something to do with Paul. Oh, the deck. Yeah. Oh, I thought he said something else. Remember, I, I power washed the deck. I think that's yeah. how we got yeah. onto that whole deck. Thing. Yeah. Right. He's My trying to d- take your man card because you don't do your own lawn work. He doesn't do uh, anything. Uh, oh. Except for he does all back, cutting be- down trees. In, in between mows. Trust me, I do plenty of yard work. I get the scars to prove it. Yeah. So. Did we argue on Tuesday? I don't think so. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Um, That's well, coming, though. Let's <laughs> see. Christian is in L.A. In What's toast. up, Christian? Hey, good morning, you guys. Hey. Um, happy Thursday to you. Hey, so I'm a little confused. What, what the hell is going on here? Like, did we not bring Parker in to have this? sort of big body, the veteran guy. Do we not need faster linebackers and other things? Why are we bringing a big body guy that's, again, not a number one, not even really a number two, in to muck up the training camp we already got going? No, no, no. Trying to get what we, what, what we need. Don't, 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 don't worry about this. Again. Are we talking about Humphrey? Yeah. He's not even yeah. a number five on the team. It's a camp body. Every year, if you go back and go down to Patriots.com, look at the archives, this time of year they're bringing in guys at all positions. You know, um, So don't, don't worry about it. Don't wor- you know, it's, I haven't heard them bringing any, any They any will. They'll be a, be, any linebackers? A little fast. Yeah. We need fast linebackers. There's a ton of – if you want camp body, bring in some of them. Why are you bringing in receivers? It's like we, we try to fill a need and then we go overboard with mediocre players. He's well, not I, filling any I, I, needs. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind yeah. of mediocre players right now. I don't think there's any you know, right. guys that you're going to get that are going to move the needle all that much. So I think it's more just a matter of the individual player, and we kind of have a need, put him in there. But we, but it's not like, hey, this guy could end up being a, a, an impact player for us. I, uh, that might be asking a lot. But he's got some traits to work with, and, you know, you'll see. You know, I, I like so. So what are, are you saying? Like you know, if you're going to bring in bodies, bring in fast linebackers. Is that is that what you're saying? 
I'm saying let's look at what we did in the draft. Look at the holes that we didn't really get a chance to fill. If you're going to just bring in bodies, well, they but they they did have a chance to fill it. They chose not to. So what does that tell you? Right. Right, exactly. That's, this is what I don't understand. What, like, well, it tells you that they're right happy logic. with the guys they have on the roster. How, are you guys happy with the guys? I'm not. I, I don't see anybody. No, it, it's and not that's my, fair. It's not my decision it's, it's, to make. Yeah, it's, it doesn't matter it's what built. we think. It does, but right. they they happen, you know, from what they're doing, they're saying, okay, Uche, Perkins, McGrone, <laughs> these guys, like, they think that they've got something there. Well, I would say Mac so Wilson and, and Mac Wilson, McMillan, those two guys. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. I think those are the one to ones. Everyone. I mean, just out of curiosity, who's on the open market right now that is a difference maker that you want to sign? No, I'm, I'm not saying I've identified any difference maker. I'm saying this is not my job. My job is not to, to scout the NFL or, or upcoming players and see. Hey, is this guy possibly a fast linebacker like we like we need? Yeah, I don't think speed at linebacker is a problem. I think talent at linebacker is a problem, but I think they have the guys that Fred just rattled off. Those guys can run. Yeah, I don't know how how good they are. I don't know if any of them can play, but I don't think anybody's well, going to look at like Josh Uche and say he's too slow. I don't know if he's any good. Uh, he hasn't played in three years, but we'll see. He runs fast. Yeah, right, right. So, so. It, it, seems, it just seems to me like we're doing things a little different, a little squirrely, a little off kilter. This, this, is, that, is it just me? Well, I think I think what sets the tone is offense and what they're doing with the coaching. I think that kind of, like you said, tilts everything. Like, what are they doing? But otherwise, it's business as usual to me. Yeah. I mean, you know? I know right. people don't like want to hear this, but they're rebuilding. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. They're, yeah. T- they're not as talented the as they've been. Mediocre players. What, what other team has tried to build with a bunch of mediocre players? Like, why not go, okay, we're trying to build, we need impact players. We're not going to take seven mediocre guys. We're going to just get two really good. It, it, I mean, I'm just using basic things like logic. Okay, so did, is that what you thought last year when they spent all that money in free agency? When last they, w- year, I thought they made huge mistakes. Okay. I thought they did not get the right position. But at the you, time? You're in a, the you're in a minority. And yeah. it shows up that way. At the time, so when it happened, you were like, these aren't the right guys? You were saying that? Right. Well, okay. I called you guys, and I, and I told you guys, why are we picking up two, like, you know, almost almost great um, tight ends when we, need, we clearly need receivers, and we clearly need... I know, but who else back. was out there? They, they picked the best of the litter. I, did, I didn't possibly think... I didn't think we needed John Smith and Hunter Henry. Okay, one of the two, fine, Right. To anchor to anchor the 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 tight end, and then we where would you be without both of them? There's a ton of people out there. I mean, last year was a was such a joke to me. It just showed, like, organizationally, what the hell is going on okay. with with the Patriots. We used to be so solid, so methodical. Yeah, yeah. You also used to have the greatest player who's ever played the game playing yeah. quarterback. I, you know, which is why you were so I, solid. I and just methodical. Think, and, and thanks for the call, Christian. It, you know, I yeah, it's you. it's fair. Everything you're saying is fair. I, I it, can understand. It, it absolutely is but, fair. But but I I just think that you you're ignoring the fact that they they don't have a ton of talent and they have to I rebuild. Mean, but we've been covering Bill running this team since 2000, a long time, and one of the things that we've realized over that time is you can never say this is how he does things always it's because it never it's not that way i agree you know and last year was a really outlier in that was a year where the patriots had all this money the salary cap had gone down because of the pandemic 
and they really didn't have a lot of competition. And I would agree with and, Christian. And they took advantage of it. I would, and, but now, I would agree with Christian. Now, they right. spent a lot of money on mediocre right. players. So, and that's fair. That's the part where, if that's his um, opinion, I, I, I'm fine with that. Be, you know, but at the time, we were all like, "Wow, they got the best they could at those positions. You know, best on the market." And we were all applauding them for taking advantage of the situation. You know. Um, now, whether or not you like the players now, that's that's fine. If you don't think that Jonu Smith um, is that good after all, then you know that's no, your I th- opinion. I think he's fine, but I I think they spent a lot of m- they spent money on great and they got good. Yeah, that's the only thing I would they, say. Yeah, they spent. But I'm not killing them for it. Like they they needed players. Right. They didn't have any players in tw- in 2020. Yeah. Now they got some in free agency last year. Like I agree with Christian. They didn't get great players in free agency, but. Hunter Henry was good. Yeah. Like nine touchdowns. Right. And I think he got better as the season went. And it's also hard to predict. It was also hard to predict the underperformances of the free agents that came in. No one really. Yeah, I would have been able. I would have done that. (laughs) (laughs) I I did it the whole whole offseason. Like they they signed guys thinking they were something that they weren't. And John Smith is the perfect example of that. 40-catch guy that they thought was like a 65-catch guy. Well, who thought that's that? That's the media's Did fault. Did they think that? Or that's, yeah. But that's the media's right. fault. Right, and, and Alex, uh, you weren't here. But Big head. Andy the, Hart, he's the one who led that whole chance. Well, at the time that they signed all these guys, we all said on this show, history tells us not every one of them is going to work out. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just tie it back to that people are having a hard time knowing what to grasp with this team. And I think it connects to the shortcomings in the draft and the lack of a young core that you know you can rely on right now. Right. Yep. And you're kind of merging some free agency signed last year who, albeit, you know, I've, we, I, I all, we all agreed, we liked, that they, they were all young. They were all coming off their first contract. They were all about 26, 27 years old. If you're going to sign a free agent, that's the ones you want for this point. But I think that speaks to what, you know, the last call went to with the linebackers. It's, why didn't they get guys? Well, they they have some guys, and these guys have to play. You got to figure out which one of these guys are going to be able to contribute. Who's your next core going to be? You know, in some ways, I think this upcoming season reminds me more, unfortunately, of the COVID season when it was some of those guys you were rolling out on defense. It was practice squatters. I don't think it's going to be that bad this year, but I do think there's going to be guys coming out that you're not as familiar with. You know, instead of Therese Hall, you know, you're going to get Anthony Jennings again, and he's going to be out there and, and he's going to play a role. So. I just think it's hard right now for people, Patriots fans especially, to grasp onto what this team is right now. Because some parts of it, you got Mac Jones. That you know, you got that. That's good. He's a good kid. He's doing everything right. But this year, they got to put it together. They got to find some young players that they've drafted that that can play at a level that we're not really expecting right now. And I don't think I, I think if at least two of these like defensive players that have been drafted over the last three years don't emerge, then I think they're in real trouble on the defensive side of the ball. Without those guys stepping up, replacing the high tower, the Collins, etc. Yeah, and, and I like that. I like the way that Mike said that. But I also think it's it's just in in relation to that, the people are having a hard time grasping, you know, grabbing hold of it. The fact that they're not favorites anymore, and they can't they can't accept it. Like they can't. I, I mean, I heard all year last year that Buffalo sucked. Like, how many times do we go on these shows? Buffalo sucks. Buffalo sucks. They lost to Jacksonville. They suck. They suck. They suck. Until they didn't punt in two different games against you. You know, then they, then they maybe, you know, maybe they're not as bad as we thought. 
<laughs> you know, and it's still like a refusal to admit that they're the clear-cut favorite in the division over the Patriots. A lot of Patriots fans will not bring themselves to say we're fighting for a wild card because I think they look at this roster in ways that don't exist. Like they're just it's fantasy. They're not as good as Buffalo. They're not as good on paper as a lot of teams in the AFC. Again, games aren't played on paper. We'll see what what yeah. unfolds when they play. Yeah, it's it's just I think it's jarring too because I think there was a long time that you many years we would look at the roster and say there aren't really any holes. I mean, there might be some older guys, but for the most part, there's not a glaring hole on this roster. And you know, the last few years, I think there's always been some kind of glaring hole that we were well aware of in yeah. the off season. Like last year, cornerback. You know, we talked about they got to draft a guy, and you know, and then you get to the end of the season. Jawan Williams has got to start. You know, so it's like it's things like that that I think are jarring. And I'll give you an example of that. Just because Mike said cornerback, we get asked PFWs. Why is no one talking about Sean Wade? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I mean, he was drafted last year, and before he even got to training camp, I mean, through training camp, the team that drafted him decided he wasn't worth trying to develop. He came to you and never got on the field with any level of consistency, despite the fact that you had no corners left by the end of the year. You know, Mills was out. Gilmore was gone. It was J.C. Jackson, and that was it. And he still couldn't get out there regularly with those guys. So, yeah, that's why I'm not looking at guys like – but I think people are looking at, well, you know, this is, this is what Bill does. You know, Malcolm Butler. You know, you just plug in the next guy, Jonathan Jones, Sean Wade, Jawan Williams. Well, these guys haven't done what and, Malcolm and by, Butler did. By the way, every team has – guys that they plug in right except, <laughs> but i think yeah. that you know part of being a fan is you think more of those guys than, yeah, right. than probably For us. And, and i'm not saying part of being a patriots yeah. fan that's part of being a fan yeah. you think these young guys that you haven't seen oh they, that there's some this promise there yeah we'll see yeah but i mean the tackle position this year you know isaiah win trent brown if they get hurt like uh, that's another spot going into this year that you're like you could be. You lost two struggling. starters, and you replaced one with one. So if something happens to somebody like last year, where do you go? You know, and and I do think that this is, as Paul said, all part of a rebuild. And you know, in the past, you might have had some holes, but you would say, yeah, but we got Dante Hightower in his prime. We got Steph Gilmore in his prime. We got Devin McCourty in his prime. They'll make up for the lack of a, a left defensive end or right. some random position. And you know? now it's all... Now it's... We, we don't have, really know. We have Bill. Yep. And he'll figure it out. Well, he always does. He'll true. make up for that. I you agree know? with that. But he's just a man. Like, he can only do so much. He can just only a man. It's just a man, Rock. You cut him. It's um, just a man, Rock. It's uh, Thursday in the offseason, but the calls and emails are flying in, so let's get back right. to them. Patty's in Agawam. What's up, Patty? <laughs> If it bleeds, we could kill it. <laughs> there you go. A little crossover hey, there. Alex, That's I it. just wanted to say, hey, it's uh, good to hear a fellow 413 in the house. You know, love Hey, it. go Brownies. That's right. Well, uh, I'm from Springfield, so it's go Golden Eagles. Okay, yes, me. we love Central. Oh, jeez. Um, I was going to oh, talk a little bit about <laughs> marijuana, but I, I kind of want to get into what you guys are talking about. Um, I remember last year... Around this time, I don't know. I can't remember if it was this show, Freddie, or or if it was Rook's show, where he said, "Give me the the two guys coming in, like one on offense, one on defense, that has to perform." And the two guys I brought up were Matt Judon, and I said, based on the contract that they gave him, Johnny Smith has to perform. And 
I think the last time I called in, I, I asked you guys if you thought there was any way that they would try and move him um, at any point this season and trying to eat the money. But, I mean, they, the Pauly, to, to your point, like, I think when they signed him, I don't think they thought they were getting a 65 catch guy. I thought they were, I think they thought they were getting like an 80 catch, like 10 touchdown guy. And it just, I don't know where the evidence well, from that came from. Well, that see, that's my point. Like, or, you can't sign a guy and think he's going to do that when that would have doubled his previous best. Like, that's I don't think they thought that. To be honest, I don't think Bill thought he was going to do that. But they certainly thought more of him than what they got. And what was the plan when they signed him too? Because they didn't play a lot of two tight ends last year. Well, like, they also signed him first. Yeah, and then Henry was still there, and they said, "Hey, let's get them both." But you need two tight ends. And where do you go if one of those guys is out? Like, you feel good about Dalton Keene or Devin Asiasi based on the two years that they've been here? Unfortunately, They can't no. get on the field. Right. I mean, Asiasi was healthy all year last year. He was a healthy scratch, right? Yep. Yeah. I just, I mean, I do wonder about that, of the timing of it all. And, I mean, I think when, after it happened, we all just assumed, oh, Gronk Hernandez, we're back to the, you know, the two tight end set and the speed. And it, and it just never really, really translated I mean, I think Hunter Henry is a, a really traditional kind of tight end. And, and you know, Jonu, though, maybe they can unlock him a little bit more just because he's he's not that kind of traditional guy. I think he does have some potential. But, again, we didn't really see him play fullback or anything like that in camp. He's, he's playing tight end still. Uh, let's go to Todd, North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Hey, Paulie. I'm here to bring it today. Okay. So... Celtics in seven, the youth in the bench and the physicality is going to wear down them Golden Warriors and they're going to lose. Okay. And that's that big. This year, write it off for the for the past. I, I just, one injury here or one injury there, and they're going to have a really tough time. I think we're going to have a tough time anyway stopping the run, and that puts a lot of pressure because now we can't play the the type of defense we want to stop to some of the receivers, and our division's tough. But guess just wait till next year. Next year is going to be different because then we're going to have a lot of stuff changing and moving forward. I just look at it right now with this thing; it's totally a rebuild year. And if we get to 500, I am going to be ecstatic. Well, I guess you can't get to 517, but you know what I mean. If you get to nine <laughs> around there, Pittsburgh uh, did it. Bueno, eight eight and one. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, Paul. See, Paulie always gets my butt. Doesn't matter what the hell it's always on me. I, I, I would agree with you. I think that's, you know, eight, nine wins. I think that's I think that's high end. I think yeah. that's what you're looking I, at. I, do, I know you think 11. I do, right? too. No, I, you know, my, I, think, I said seven and nine. I mean, uh, no. I think, seven and ten, really? No, I said, uh, what was it? What did I say? This is the first in the history of this show that your prediction is worse than mine. Oh, yeah. I had, um, uh, what was it? Eight, no eight, really nine. Eight, eight and nine. Eight and nine was my prediction. Eight and nine. Yeah. Okay. Nine. Yeah. You know. So the two places I so want we're about to be the same. But I have the. I reserve the right to change D-line. my mind. Right. Yeah. Say yeah. that again. D line what? D line and linebacker. That's where I want to see some growth. I think we're going to have to bring in somebody young somewhere along the line. If we even if we have to dress up Paulie in a suit and put him on the line or something, because right now our D line, I don't trust it at all. I, I'm not stopping the run. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. I Deuce mean, is like, he's speechless. He I'm does. with it. I'm with it. I mean, that's, 
You know, it's the same Mike's guys we had last stop. year. Mike's worried about yeah. stopping the run. He's more worried well, about it he than is, I am. But yeah. he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> well, because it's I, bad. I know. Well, that's that's the thing. And it's, you know, veteran guys, and you hate saying it, but I just don't have a lot of confidence up front. And I try to stay consistent and some, you know, the way I see football, and I want to win in the trenches, and I want to have guys up front that, that, you know, set a tone and make plays in the backfield. And, you know, I, I just I don't know anyone who can make an argument for me right now that unless – some of these new second-level guys play well beyond a level that we've seen before, that it's, that it's going to be better than it was last year. Uh, Richard's in Ohio. What's up, Richard? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, I was just wanting to make a comparison for Tyquan Thornton. Uh, I see a lot of people complain about his size being smaller, but you look at him and you look at somebody like Stanley Morgan, granted it's like a four-inch difference, they're about the same size, and Stanley Morgan was unstoppable. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. you can invoke. I think Stanley Morgan. Why stop at Stanley Morgan? Why not just go to Randy Moss? Yeah, he's, I, he's more like Randy Moss, body wise. I mean, Stanley Morgan is. Uh, he, Richard's absolutely right. Stanley Morgan is criminally underrated. He should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, like. Can we let the guy play a game before we say he looks like that just yeah. because he's the same size? Yeah. Well, I think his point is don't you don't right now use his size against him. Like he can't play because of his size. I don't think people yeah. say he can't play because of his size. I think people wonder concern. how he'll hold up because of his thanks, size. Thanks, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, th- I don't think people say he doesn't have any ability. He guy can fly. Yeah. I just want to see them be able to use that speed because there's been too many times guys come in here running four twos, four threes. And it just doesn't look fast on the field. It's, it's, it's got to translate. I want to see how, you know, how does it look compared to Aguilar? I mean, he's got some some quickness on the outside. We'll see. But I, it's an element of the, that they need. I want to see how Mac does with him, though. You know, is Mac able to find that connection and, and get some downfield tight window throws, those kind of things? Like, But my expectation for Thornton this year, bit player, 20 to 30 catches. If he gives us a couple explosive plays – well, listen, if, he, if he has 20 optimism. to 30 catches and some of those are downfield for big plays or drawing, yeah, then great. That's I mean, that's great. the ideal. It's hard to say he's going to be out there snap one, game one, out on the outside getting ready to play every snap. I mean, but I think there's going to be some third downs that, that he'll get a chance. I don't and, even know if know. he's going to have 20 or 30 catches. No, I know. And that's, know? That's, that, that's my – And that's I, not necessarily a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, that's just – Oh, it would be a bad thing. If, I he just, doesn't, if he doesn't get involved in the offense, I won't think that. Well, what if Parker and Aguilar and everybody else is doing really well? I want him doing really well. Well, I, if they're if doing the really guy well. That's the in the second round. Yeah. I, yeah. Now, Those other guys won't be here next year. Well, Parker might. But, I mean, I hear the point. If the offense is playing really well, then I – but what are the chances? I mean, it's, 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 a, tough, it's a tough grind. I'm, I'm bullish on the – offense this year i'm a little bit too i'm bullish i'm a little bit too i'm, 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 I'm buying yeah. I'm, I'm buying optimistic. the offense yeah I don't know so about it's three, bullish. three to one okay yeah. optimistic not bullish okay i'm with alex all right um i'm not i'm, I'm not can i 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 finish can i finish um, but like compare this group of guys to what they've had in recent years just at, at receiver tight end you know like i, I mean it's I just basically the same as last year oh, add parker i think it's better why deeper why because you didn't have thornton or parker you got two. You got two. You have a second round draft pick and a proven NFL guy into the mix, and you've got. Yeah, I. Th- you know what I think of Parker. Um, I think he'll be fine for you know eight, eight or nine games, and Thornton, I'm writing off. I don't think he'll be part of the 
part of the equation. Now, maybe next year I might look at it differently. Yeah. I don't know. I like what they have. But I, I think they have basically the same cast of characters plus Parker coming like back. And I don't think they were good last year. Second year jump for the free agents. Okay. Ramonde Stevenson. Eighth year jump for Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I'm, I'm very, very optimistic about the offense. There's a lot of pieces. I, I mean, that's just what it is. I'm not going to sit Mac here Jones, and tell you that. that like, much better than he was last year. Right. How, how much do these we'll guys see. improve? I mean, we all could agree that some of the free agents will work out, some of them wouldn't. I mean, can we agree right. some of the second-year guys might play better this year than they did last year? Yep. Like, yep. you know, I, I don't think but, that that's but crazy. It, it, only if we're going to agree that some of them might play worse than they did last year. Sure, but now I think they have some depth to maybe overcome yeah, I that. I mean, if, I think you added the guy. If like, Aguilar, you added one guy. <laughs> if Aguilar doesn't play well, you've got – an option to try. Last year, you didn't have an option. You had Christian Wilkerson. You know, you have something that would at least be, hey, Aguilar's not playing great. Tyquan Thornton's going to get the start today. I'd be excited about that more than, all right, let's get a look at Christian Wilkerson. And, and, and don't forget the emergence of Trey Nixon. And that's – I mean, who's I getting know. cut? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. No, we're going to go with the eight-wide receiver <laughs> offense. Well, I mean, none of them are any good. But Bill's an innovator. Team. He's an innovator. I think some of them can play <laughs> we got linebacker, no, We got too. no tackles. It's yeah. all, all wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, guys. I just look at what they did last year, and I, th- some of those numbers that Mike Reese had over the weekend were eye-opening to me about how little separation they had down the field. And I mean, I, you, you know, you, you can trumpet Devontae Parker's ability to, to have contested catches. He had the tightest window catches in the league the last five years. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't. Yeah, but I think that means he doesn't get open. Now they all have hibachi parties together and they hang out. Oh, you're They'll getting right in, Alex. <laughs> now we have the, you're doing right. We now we hear from the lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be so close. They're all friends. They did love you, each other. They did a wicked, TikTok. They wicked did a tight. TikTok. Great team, Kim. They're wicked tight. They did a TikTok dance. Uh, tons of emails coming in at webradio at patriots.com. Richard from, oh, he just, is this the same guy? Richard he, in Ohio? It's a different, I don't know if it's the same one, but he says, I keep seeing Odell to the Patriots. And fans on Facebook or Reddit loving the possible signing. I think it's a terrible signing if you look at it. Odell is coming off another ACL tear. I love the guy, but he's going to end up having the knees of a newborn calf at this rate. Plus, why do we want a player who may not even play this season? At best, we get him in October. So are you seeing or hearing that? I saw that report today. I, I don't, but that's, that's not just good that's SEO. not my realm. Yeah, yeah, but like, right. was it just speculation? Or? I've, I've heard Cincinnati, and I saw Joe Burrow tweeted something out that's sort of you know one of those troll tweets, kind of letting you think that it might happen. Right. I think that's one Eyeballs. of those things that just gets written because editors know it'll do good in traffic. Oh yeah, <laughs> like right. Put something up there about <laughs> Odell and the Patriots. Every the prominent South. player yeah. is always tied to the Patriots. I think it's at the behest of the of the agents. Those articles do numbers. Because too. if the Patriots express interest in you, the rest of the league theoretically takes notice and says, hmm, yeah. well, maybe we should take a second look at Odell Beckham. That's the way it used to work. Is that still happening? When, I Tom, don't know. when Tom Brady was the quarterback. <laughs> uh, Dan writes in Given that the PU audience has experts in every field to answer every question that the PU crew asks, oh, Mike, you're I look forward to Cousin Patty calling in later in the show to answer Fred's question about cannabis distribution. <laughs> <laughs> D- oh, yeah. Check. Callback. <laughs> Check. Uh, strong debut by Alex on Tuesday. Great first PU. It's not easy joining a new show anytime, but especially a show with an established dynamic between strong personalities. You were able to step right in. Very impressive. 
Another smart move by the boss man. Yeah, the kingmaker. That would be me. AKA you only the read that because it was complimentary to yeah. you, too. Right. Well, we'll see how Courtney Cox does on Tuesday because I think, you know, this competition is going to play it's out a good, pretty it's a well. Good, it's pretty a good well. play. Oh, I have I no comment. I like Courtney. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> – well, that, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> Courtney's a problem. It doesn't problem. matter if you like these people <laughs> or not. No, we're just going to – we're going to do a competition. I mean, half it's, of the it's people, great for traffic. We got half of the people I rip on a daily <laughs> basis are guys that I really like. I, Indy Hart's one of my best friends. Uh, Thanasis from Luxembourg writes in, uh, these new type of betting Quarter companies could raise new capital <laughs> via issuing new shares. Usually what happens is consolidation in the industry, which is expected. And what do you think of the new wide receiver we signed? We talked about uh, little, little Jordan, Jordan Humphrey. Little, little. He's just little. 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 Oh, who's not little? He's big, ironically enough. Yeah. hope he's bigger than his brother. Uh, Bill in Vista, California. Want to welcome Alex. I have missed I missed her on Tuesday, but RIP Philip Baker Hall, the actor oh, who yeah. played the library, the library detective yeah. from yeah. Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. easy, easily one of the best one-note characters in TV history. I agree. That's yeah. a great scene. That was great. When he, he goes L- to Jerry's to me, apartment. Listen to boy. Yeah. <laughs> Funny boy. Yeah. That Very gruff. He's done a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson movies, too. He was good in uh, Boogie Nights, too. Yeah. Alex, do you uh, watch Seinfeld? I've watched a few episodes of Seinfeld. I was more a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Just yeah. age-wise. Cur- so. Curb is great. That's good. Curb yeah. is great. You're good. Rated our version of Seinfeld. Yeah. 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 And, you know, yeah, different with Larry David, but. Yeah. There are a lot of episodes that are Seinfeld episodes that are redone. The Jersey, oh, yeah. th- there's so many. Oh, I can't think of them right now, but there are just so many. Yep. It's a great show. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. 
Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. 
a world of investing. We are patriots. And our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, great moments in history. I think they have more than we'll you're see. giving them credit we'll for. We'll see if they play. Okay. If they play, then I'll say I was wrong. Okay. Uh, but last year, they didn't play. The youth didn't play. I've been it, took like, like it took like eight weeks for Ramondre Stevenson to like fully establish himself Ma- as a player. Matt Jones is pretty young. But I feel uh, okay, like they got rid of three of their oldest <laughs> linebackers. And, and Devin McCourty is pretty old. You're still right. beating the old drum as hard as you were beating it last year when they got rid of the old. So, I mean, they got rid of, like, I mean, they're turning they over. They're doing guys. their linebackers. Well, three. And they brought back one of them. One. Yeah, I don't like so that. Three to I one. want young guys to play. Well, I don't the one want, that, you mean McCourty? McCourty? I don't oh. want McMillan and Bentley to play. I want McGrone and Perkins to play. Like, if they do play, I'll say, I was wrong. He's playing them. I just I'm want skeptical. good players to play. I don't really care at this point if you're 28 or 24. Like, that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I do. 
Like because you're not going to get better with 28 year olds that are, that are already cratered in their career. Ouch. 28. Yeah, that's the way that league goes. Like quarterbacks can play forever, and you know there's there's random exceptions, but linebackers don't generally just keep on plugging. Offensive linemen can play longer. Yeah, there's always exceptions. Uh, I'm not telling you that, uh, again, when I use the terms like always, never, no one, everyone, like I don't mean those terms literally. There's always exceptions. Words have meaning, Paul. That's another great moment from... All right, back here. 855-PASS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. You like that, huh? What I liked was that was a rare Mike-Paul argument where Fred just through grenades oh, from I the know. outside. That's when he's at his best sometimes, right. too. I, he knows exactly what I don't know where he goes, Mac Jones played. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive Thanks. linemen play a long time. Thanks, Fred. <laughs> Chiming in. Um, o- Oka in Tampa has a quick game. Who was the last team this player played for? Ready? I ready. love the games. Alex, get ready for the games. <laughs> uh, we'll start with an easy one. Drew Bledsoe, last team he played for. Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Correct. Ty Law. Jets. Kansas City. Both wrong. Oh. Denver. Denver is correct. Oh. Asante Samuel. Atlanta. Correct. Wow. Randy Moss. Tennessee? Wrong. San Minnesota? Francisco. I'm bad at this. 49ers. Oh. Correct. Finally, Danny Woodhead. <coughs> Patriots. Wrong. Danny Woodhead. Where did he go? Chargers? Nope. Ravens. Ravens. Do not recall. I yeah. can't recall. Yeah. You lose track of these guys, you know. Sure do. Like uh, you know, well, that was the only one I lost. I mean, Ty Law after he left here was the Jets, Kansas City, Denver. He moved around. Yeah, yeah and led the league in interceptions. Oh, he's a good player. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Good player. I think he was older than thirty too. Yeah. You know, cornerback. So now, so now <laughs> that's a guy Paul would like to keep. A star. Yes, if he's a star and, and he's in his 30s, yeah. Like oh. Tom Brady, yeah. Devin McCourty, I, I would have kept Kind of him. a star on this is, team. Is he? On this team. Is he? On this, yeah. Is he? Yes, he star is. Jason. He's not star a star, Jason, please. What's his Madden rating this yeah. year? I, I'm not Lead allowed to team, say that no? just yet, Alex. Oops. But yeah, find out tomorrow on Patriots.com. Um, let's see. Uh, Thomas in San Diego says, Alexandra is awesome. I've been listening um, to the it's show. Alexandria. But he said Alexandra. Alejandra. Uh, I've been listening to the show since I was in high school back in 05, and now I'm in my 30s. I'm still listening. Is there any chance Alexandria becomes a permanent addition to the show? There's a chance. There's a shot. You know. Yeah. Well, again, Courtney coming in Tuesday. Uh, so. She seems to fit in so well and adds a lot to the conversation. Also, I hate to think about Fred and Paul ever leaving the show, but is there a succession plan in place to keep the show rolling even when you both decide to hang it up? Oh. Um, God, let's see. No one will ever replace you, but I hope the show could continue and carry the same vibes no. you've created all these years. Impossible. Much like Brady, Fred, there Impossible. was no succession plan. No, there's no replacing. Well, you we guys. would hope that whoever comes in brings their own vibes, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When I'm gone, I'm probably not gonna care. <laughs> a whole I lot. hope it all <laughs> falls apart. Alex, I wish no. you the best. <laughs> Deuce, <laughs> have at it. <laughs> I'll be on my deck. Good luck. Power washing. <laughs> um, Brett G- uh, DiGiovanni writes in. He says, so i like to help Fred out. Um, he's having an issue updating Wikipedia for the podcast because he has to cite a source. Perhaps Fred could see Mr. Kraft. Surely Robert has 
a head of media for New England Patriots organization. Perhaps Robert could have that head of media print something on the team's website, tried that, about having the longest-running uh, streaming radio show podcast, then Fred would be able to cite his source. Uh, love wow. you guys. Deuce, you can say plus as much as you like, brother. Ah, <laughs> uh, That's funny. I like that. Uh, maybe you should do like a um – like, is it a funny when, te- when places do fake press releases or, like, they feel the need to do a press release, like, you know, for immediate release, Patriots Unfiltered now hiring Alexandra Francisco as Patriots Unfiltered, the longest running, you know, like, you could. I've, you I, tr- I actually <laughs> tried that, like, uh, I think I cited, P- cited PFW for something uh, and maybe even the media guide and the editor is like, biting. you can't be, you know, do that. Yeah. Not biting. I do think, uh, and I know we've talked really about it in the past. This? Yeah. I didn't. Um, I that was just a joke. I don't know if I'm diverging into uh, into different territory, but I do think there's a. Be great if there was a way with the with the QR codes and stuff. I mean, we've been using so much of that, at, like restaurants with with menus and stuff, and it's really come back. And I know we talked about it last year, but like, you know, getting a way for people just walking out of the stadium after the game to be able to just kick, you know, point your phone at the scoreboard or a little thing and be able to tune into the to the post game show or. You know, even for this show too. Like, I don't know. They're just those things are popping up everywhere again. Yep. It seems like it's a easy, direct way just to get right into it. No, you know? it's not a bad idea. They should no. put you in some meetings about that. No, no, no meetings. No, some executive no. meetings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we also <laughs> Mike and I attend a lot of meetings. You know, if you have the app, um, either the Game Day app or Patriots.com, we'll send you a notification that the yeah. pro- post game show starting now, starting live right yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember when we tried to make a wiki, uh, wiki page for uh, Brian Lowe? That didn't work out it too didn't well. Work. I'm Brian Well, I think somebody wrote something that was not nice. Nasty. Yeah. He was upset. Brian was. I, I can't blame him. No, I would have been too. Yeah. I'm not the brightest guy in the world. I, anytime you bring him up, I just go right back to my fan days of, of tuning into the Patriots training camp report in July. And I'm Brian Lowe. Like, right, tune in. I, I was a fan. I was yeah. a fan. I would watch all that stuff. Hot dogs and sausages. <laughs> what? Well, I was at a dinner the other night, and this guy that was at the table was like, yeah, I remember. I've been a fan for a long time. Remember Brian Lowe and that cheerleader used to have, and I couldn't remember her name. It's like Lori Baranski, and I'm like, that's right. Lori Baranski. That's right. I was like, like, he knew everything. Christina Acro was one. Christina was – I mean, uh, I think of these as external people, like not people. That yeah, <laughs> like Christina was like uh, Tamara now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Christina was very good. Before Megan. She went to the Washington Nationals. Afterwards, I think she where she work now. SEC, M- MLB. Oh, I thought she was in college football. No, she's no? bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she was good. She's Lindsay she was Petruni, really good. Jackie Britton. Liz- Lindsay Petruni went to the Bears. I think. I she? think she did. Yeah. yeah, I know all of them. Yeah, I know them all. Oh, my fan days. Yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Um, no one wants. Jake me. in Bedford, Mass. Oh. My girlfriend was one of Alex's roommates during their freshman year at Lowell. Uh-oh. I got the scouting report from my girlfriend that she knows a lot of basketball and was pleasantly surprised about the quality of Celtics analysis on Tuesday's show. Great addition. Uh, would love to see the basketball skills of all the PU crew members. Fred versus Paul mm. one-on-one. Who mm. wins? I do. Okay. <laughs> if your roommate was Ashley or Scylla, please tell them I said hi. <laughs> okay. At Lowell. What was Lowell? UMass Lowell. I did my first year of school there. Oh, oh. I didn't know that. You were a Riverhawk. I was a Riverhawk for a minute. I thought I needed to get out of Western Mass, yeah. you know? And I, then I was like, oh, no. so it was by design. Yeah. You didn't start at UMass uh, Lowell and then transfer to Amherst because. I always wanted to go to Amherst, but then my uh, high school ex boyfriend decided to go there, and I. Th- I th- 
Wow. Thought <laughs> I would see him around this is, this on is campus. This is what I love. Did you ever see him once? <laughs> yes, it was so awkward every time too. <laughs> this is what I love, like the drama into the we show. This the is what I feed on. No, no. We were in the gym up. once and uh, in a long hallway by ourselves, just walking towards each other, oh. no one else. And I, I gave the little wave and the head nod, and he just had tunnel vision, stared oh, right, <laughs> stared right through me. And we're glad you moved on from That's him. That's what happened to me and Belichick. You're better than we were going up to the press box during training camp. Longest, longest walk of my life. Nothing. Right. Hey, hey, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Just like that. It was just hey. like that. Hey, you. Mm. Yeah. Good for Are you. you. Still working here. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Ace ticket hotline eight five five Pats five hundred. We'll go to Sean in Vancouver first. What's up, Sean? Hi, everyone. Welcome, Alex. Hey, I want to talk about the offer. It's a really excellent show. Not a documentary. It's dramatized. It's uh, it's so well done. They really capture the time period, and oh. uh, it's all on uh, Amazon now, or not on Amazon, I mean on uh, uh, Paramount Plus, I just get it through Amazon, but it's uh, the 10th uh, episode uh, just came out today, so you can binge the whole thing at once, and uh, it, it parallels the movie, The, the God part of the actual show does in such a cool way. That I, so this I, is I about really the making of those movies? Yeah. Yeah, it's the making of The Godfather. Getting mixed reviews. Yeah? Strong recommendation from Sean, not so much from from others. Matt, why didn't you like it? Matt didn't like it. it. If you like The Godfather, you should really watch it. Okay. Sounds good. Amazon. Thanks, Sean. Why didn't you like it, Matt? The acting was terrible, and just the whole writing, the storyline to it, it's weird. Wow. Like they're trying to do the intro to The Godfather book and make it a TV show. You mean Mario Puzo's book? Correct. Yeah. Oh, nice. That was Fred humble brag that he knew the author. You <laughs> <laughs> mean Mario Puzo? Well, unlike oh. a lot of people, I read. You're well read. Yes, you are. Right. Cultured man. Did you read The Godfather? No. Yeah. That I didn't read. The <laughs> intro is like Puzo and Coppolo talking and how they got together to direct the movie. And make Coppola? The movie. Yeah. Uh, but basically what the show is. It's kind of a show within a show, huh? Yeah, one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't, can't comment because I didn't see it. Uh, Eldred is in North Carolina, and I'm going to start calling you Nasty Eldred because you're nasty on Twitter. Nasty? Yeah. What you mean nasty on Twitter? You're nasty you on mean? Twitter. You're a nasty guy on Twitter. I'm a nasty guy on Twitter. I only tweet two times. I hear what you say. I see what is you say. Is that his parody account? That, that <laughs> yeah. Are you being hacked then? He always hides me. I, don't, I, I still don't know <laughs> if that's brilliant. really Eldred or not. We Eldred's got a parody it. account. And he's Eldred has a troll Fred. account. It's Eldred and he's North ripping, Carolina. He's ripping Fred on it. That's the funny thing. <laughs> but if you're going to make a burner, it's kind of wise to just be like, yeah, that's, that's not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not me, though. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I that guy. Kevin Durant wishes he came to you. <laughs> okay, so, so someone is posing as you. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody posed as me. Though. We got to get Call you verified. Call Fred a moron. <laughs> yeah, me and Rook, uh, we went at it. But uh, Rook said, I know the guy. So he don't know the guy, but he know me. He told the guy, you're a fake elder, but we know the real elder. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's a fake Eldred. That's not me. So you got to get a blue check me. mark. Yeah, we got to get, get Twitter. To, to well, it just doesn't match up because Eldred is always just so nice, and it just there's something missing. Not right. always, dude. No, not always. But, you know, but you're always cordial, and you got good conversations. You're not like that. Yep, yep. Yeah, but uh, really, I'm calling in from that guy that called in earlier about the talent thing. You know, it ain't that. Okay, I, I told you when Brady left. It's going to be three to five years, maybe maybe six or longer when we get permanent again. It always happens when a quarterback leaves, not a coach. 
a great quarterback. And I gave you all example. Dallas, New, uh, now going to be New England. Joe Montana. Washington, Buffalo. Until you kind of got another quarterback, a decent quarterback, you go back. Yeah, sure. You know, it's always been that way. Yeah. You know, Steve one that lost. Aaron Rodgers. But the problem we having, I know it's a rebuild. I, I said that in the beginning. It's going to be a rebuild. Y'all keep saying, now it's going to be a problem to keep going to the playoffs. I can't see that. You know, but no, Fred, last year Fred's was not saying that. Last year was an outlier, but you no, know, that's that's last year. But it's like I said, it's the talent uh, evaluation that we're looking at. Where you had a chance to get some corners, you got a center or a guard. You had a chance to get somebody else, but you got another wide receiver that was there. You know, even, uh, like like everybody. How can you be mad that they drafted a wide guy. receiver? You love those guys. You love wide receivers. They drafted a but, fast guy. Like this, this yep. that was your like. Dream. I, I like I, I, I like uh, like I said what you call. It. I do like wide receivers fast with speed, but you got the wrong one. And someone was still there that we could have got. The guy from North Carolina, North Dakota State, he was there. The guy from uh, Georgia, he was there. Yeah. You know, but but like I said, you got somebody else. McKe- uh, the, the guy from Alabama. Eldred, some some might else. say that you're tough to please. No, I want fast wide receivers. We drafted a fast wide receiver, not the right one. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. But, but no, Paul. I know. Paul, I'm just. Like I'm this. just kidding with you. You, you. you get your need. You get your need. You need a guard too enough, but you need corners better, better. And two of the guys was there: Booth, McCleary, uh, the guys, the Kansas City guy, and another good guy. But you didn't get one. You know that's what we have a little problem with. It's the talent. And the, and the real, the real uh, the realization is, Bill don't pay people with that kind of, with, with the talent position. Like wide receivers, he's not going to pay him if you produce. He get rid of you, and he's he been doing that for years. He don't, you know, he don't what you got. He don't pay you. If the market say eighty six million, he's not gonna pay eighty six million for a wide receiver. He's not gonna pay that for a good, uh, good corner. Yeah, I, I would just like to be in a situation after four years with one of these guys that they're on the in the market for eighty six million, and we have to make a decision because I don't even remember the last wide receiver we had to make a decision on. Well, branch they let go. Right? No, because you got rid of him. <laughs> oh six. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> he traded Brandon Cook. Yeah, but he produced. Yeah. But you got rid of him. And Moss, like I said, Moss was another, another. But I'm talking about a young player. receiver who's going to hit free agency in his prime, and is going to be right. you know in line for they one of these. They haven't developed a lot of. I mean, look young at these guys now, like Debo and Terry McLaurin. These guys are all AJ Brown. They're all looking for big contracts. Right. I'd love it if we had a guy that was looking for a big contract. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. See, we don't have them guys. We right. don't have them guys. Yep. So you know, Mitchell might have would have been if he held out. Yeah. You know, and Mitchell, I would have paid for. Because, like I said, he produced until his leg gave out. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have no problem with Coach Bill. I have a problem with GM Bill. And I've been saying that for years. Yeah, I know. A lot, of people, know. a lot of people agree. Thanks, Eldred. Good to know that that's not actually Eldred. Yeah, I thought that was his um, his burner account. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, it's well you don't have it a burner account with your name on it's it. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's come up before, and I feel like that's we asked just what everybody would it. think. I and wonder he, where they got the photo from. It really is a man in it's, a truck. It's probably off of one of those. Yeah, uh, if you Google man in a truck, that's probably the first picture. Carolina of fan club. Yeah, pretty sure it's from his Twitter account. Oh yeah, the uh, real Eldridge's account. It's like we the got the Adam from. Shifter guy that yeah. always uh, yeah. Yeah. tweets. Yeah. He's funny yeah. too. It's, it's it's a cottage industry. Uh, Travis Travis is in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Hey Travis. Hey, sorry guys, I missed the first part of the show, but did y'all talk about Damian Harris today? No, not really. Well, a little bit, but probably not in the vein you're going to talk about him. All right. 
Um, so I got a question. The last few months or even year, we've talked about Patriots, how the Patriots don't have draft players who develop through the draft. But now we have one in Damon Harris. And at the end of the show on Tuesday, you guys were talking about maybe he could be traded. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't we just keep him? He's been productive. It's the position. Why wouldn't we? I think it, I mean, well, it comes down to that second contract. Are they, you know, are they going to be willing to pay him a starting running back contract when now you have Ramon Jerry Stevenson? You know, right. so Pierre you, Strong, Kevin. Yeah. Do you do you want to spend? You want to spend your money at that position? Is the question. And I'm not saying they I won't. I, 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 I don't know if they will or, or, or they won't. Uh, but, I mean, generally running backs on their second contract, their production dips. Yeah. And they drafted two more guys this year. It's just, I mean, right. given how they've done it and with this position, that's, that's why I would say at best he's probably here another year and then, and then he probably walks. But I, I, I agree with the general sentiment, though, that yeah. they don't have enough young, positive leaders in that locker room like him and for that reason i think it's it's disappointing tied a little bit to jc jackson same kind of thing maybe not the same kind of guy off the field but still a young player that you developed internally that went elsewhere and is now playing in his prime for another team and the other part of that is kevin harris would have to show promise in camp for you to feel comfortable because like, if you like can't, stevenson to Asher with michelle exactly right? yeah. if you can't be comfortable with stevenson kevin harris as your tandem then you can't trade Damian Harris because you need. I mean, Bill never wants to be in a situation where he has one guy. He's always had you know a committee of of five guys, right? Yeah. Yep. Even within games, you need to give guys a break, right? You know. So I think if Kevin Harris shows some promise, that's when some of these conversations might pick up steam. Otherwise, I, I think Damian Harris will be here with Stevenson. I like that combination. We've talked about that, um, and I th- and I like Mike's point. Like sometimes when you draft a guy and. He, I mean, he hasn't been a home runner or anything, but he's been a solid contributor. And sometimes when you draft those guys and you develop them, you should keep them. I think it sends a good message within your locker room that there's something to play for. Yeah. Thanks, Travis. Um, Williams and Fellum. What's up, William? What's going on? Hey. How you doing? Hey, um, I want to want to piggy bank off of uh, LB, too. Uh, I don't miss – let me put you this way, that. I like. I don't have a problem with Bill as the coach either, but the GM when he when he calls hangs it up and calls quit, that's the part I will never miss. Sorry, Mike, but I ain't gonna miss that about him. I know, you know, I know that's your boy and all, but uh, hey, nah. dude, I don't disagree with you, man. I mean, like it, it hasn't been good enough the last few years. There's no, there's not really any debate for me on that one. So my all right. So my question is for for all of you, big and really, I guess you could say Paul, though, maybe you too, Mike, but um. I, I, how do I say this? I was thinking of the perfect Patriot base as far as wide receiver, though, because right now all we got is a, what, a bunch of twos and threes or fours. Sure. And do y'all agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. What do you think of Terry McLaurin? Uh, Terry he, McLaurin. He's outstanding. You're going to pay him $100 million? Well, I mean, at some point, the Patriots, don't you think the Patriots going to have to pay a receiver to grow with Mac? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would. But that's what I mean, that's what you you're talking about. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Like I don't know why he would okay. want to get traded from Washington to you without a contract. Why wouldn't he just play for Washington? I think next year they might pay a receiver that big money. I think they might. I don't. I and think the league is changing and I think that position it commands it. 
Oh, I agree. I just don't think they'll pay it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there'll be a rejiggering next year. That's what I'm saying. If they believe in him, why don't you pay him then? Why are you sitting here messing around? He's been productive. He he passed over 1,000 yards, so what's the problem? I I don't have an argument for that. I love Terry McLaurin. Love him. And from everything I've read uh, about him in the locker room and all this, like I know people look at it and say, well, he's holding out. How good of a leader can he be? What kind of an example is that? That's like that's not the same thing to me. Like being a leader isn't necessarily about ignoring your contract, right? You know, I think he he plays the game the right way. I think he's largely considered one of the few things that that franchise has going for it. Right. Nobody's going to pay him when he blows his knee out. So you got to right. make as much money as you can when you can make it. Absolutely. Th- thanks, William. Appreciate the call. Um, let's see. Keenan writes in. And he's from South Carolina. He says, maybe a little bit different than most of your listeners. I started listening to Patriots Unfiltered when I was 12. I'm now 30. I'm proud to say that you I grew listening up listening. You were 12? Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm proud to say that I grew up listening to you guys. I remember scheduling my high school computer lab class at noon to make sure I could listen to the show in school. I also have a vivid memory of listening to Patriots Unfiltered on the family computer when I was young. You learned some words from Fred, too. There was a time where Andy made a comment about Kate Upton's boobs, and my mom yelled, what are you listening to across the house? I appreciate the show so much and the memories I have of it. It will forever be a big part of my life. I love the addition of Mike and Alexandria. So, <laughs> Uh, she sounds great so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to what the future holds for PU. There you go. Very yeah. positive. Do you got nothing to say? Why are you so quiet today? I don't know. What's it's the matter just, with I don't you? know how to handle all these how's, nice how's comments. What's the matter for you? Used to mean comments. Oh, Who gives you mean oh, comments? Oh, oh, you'll Some get random th- Twitter people. You'll get oh, you can't go by what you see oh, on I don't. Twitter. You yeah. don't. Look at my ego. I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true. She's, she's, she has quite an ego. She has no problem there. Yeah. I told her that she was better than somebody else in the is- industry, and she said, oh, I know. <laughs> she, <laughs> that was like my favorite comment. She even has her own stratosphere, hey. she says. I've oh, yes, hard. she yeah. does. I've she been in this market for five years. It's hard to write and be a reporter in this market, and... You're doing it. You're doing it. I've been doing it. No, I've been I've been just doing kidding. this, grinding. Well, now you just got to worry about the Patriots. Yes. <laughs> you could have been like Mike and just you know started a blog in your basement. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Come up with a T-shirt. You know that and Mike is somehow the, get Fred to <laughs> hire you. You know that Mike is the guy. I need to hear this story. <laughs> Mike is but the guy that came up with the twenty-eight-three T-shirt. You know the the hoodies. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's so the it was in Portnoy. No. Nope. Fact. It. I got. I sold it to Portney. No, I got. I don't know. Did you get a license? Did you yeah. uh, license it to Barstool? Yeah, and he got a cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> I got cease and desisted first by the NFL. No, that was. But that's why that design worked because they couldn't touch it. You know, right? It There's was, no logos in it yeah. or anything. That's how I moved back <laughs> to Boston. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was a startup, and he, you know, he sold out. Yeah. No. 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 I do it as a hobby in my ba- my mom's basement. I finally. I yeah. found a girl. You I had got an married. exit strategy. Exit strategy. Oh, it all worked out. This is my singing. Until you did. <laughs> Until you did. Until you so <laughs> disrespectfully <laughs> tossed him aside. That was, that, real quick, though, on that, my son had just been born. It was 2008. Brady just tore his ACL. And I was, like, running to the gym in the morning, and the Real Poison song came on, and I just started here, and I won't forget you, Brady. 
and I couldn't stop laughing. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do it. I, I gotta to, get into the studio. I gotta record my song. I gotta get into the studio. <laughs> I call my friend. I'm like, dude, come over. I, I, you gotta shoot me. So I did the whole like music video of, you know, it's all me in like three different outfits of. Uh, Where do I find uh, this? Yeah, on the YouTube. Oh, it's available. Just do I won't forget you, Brady, and you'll find It'll me come there up. in all my glory. Did you go viral? No. We're gonna get you to <laughs> no. go viral now. No, the first time we, it came up on this show, though, like it kind of got re, re, you know, resent around a little bit. Oh, there's People a lot of things about it. Deuce that we've learned yeah. over like time. Our, like he's secrets. like the what are you, the great nephew of Ted Williams or something like that? Yeah, my grandfather was fishing buddies with Ted Williams. Okay, True. great nephew. Yeah. <laughs> great nephew. Um, yeah, I got some some weird little quirky yeah. kind of stories. His grand his grandfather was like the Dussault of Tufts. Yeah, the Tufts. They named the field after him. Yeah, the track. Yeah. He was the coach at Tufts from 1930 to 1971 when he died. Yes. Yeah. So there's a little bit about me. Yeah. Like the big D. <laughs> you love that one. D-D-E. He, he's like, you ever see the movie? Um, I know everyone's seen Zelig. I mean, um, Forrest Gump. But you ever seen Zelig, the movie no, with no. Woody Allen? No. It's um, it's a. I hate Woody Allen now, but it's a good movie um, where he plays this character who shows up. Like in all these famous places, like Forrest Gump. Yeah, but he well, he just said, blends yeah, I know in. Everybody saw Forrest. But unlike Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump is like himself in all these things. Yeah, like yeah. Zelig, like blends in yeah. and becomes like yeah. you blend. You know, Where's and it, it, it's an interesting movie. Yeah, and that's kind of like you, you talked about being there too, right? That that's being the there is with um, what's his name? Yeah, um, the the guy who played Pink Panther, Detective Clouseau, Peter Sellers. Yes. Peter Sellers. Yes. You never saw that, do you? I saw that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting movie. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean... Um, this is when the show gets fun, Alex. Dr. Strangelove is one of my all-time yeah. favorite movies. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. all-time favorites. Classic movie. Yeah. Love it. Oh, oh sure. Snow no Fighting in the War Room. Do you see a lot of movies, Alex? I love movies. Okay. I was a film minor, too. Oh, really? Yeah. So did you see Being There? I did not. Because I would think no. that they'd want people to see that in film Hal class. Ashby. Sure. I mean, that's when I... We watched The Departed on, like, my first day I like, of my I first love the film Departed. school, and I was like, this is for me. <laughs> Average. Oh, I love The Departed. Average, and it's adequacy. But did you talk about the original that it was based on, like, the Korean movie? That seems like a film school thing to do. Was it based oh, on Ah, they, they didn't get to that in the UMass Lowell film. Yeah. 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 No, it was UMass. Yeah. yeah. Blame yeah. Amherst. Yeah, it was based on... I think I guess it's uh, no, South Korean, North Korean, North, North Korean. Do they do? I was well, under the pro- impression that it was probably written probably based on <laughs> Whitey Bulger. Like it was. Well, like it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They took they took like this um, this South Korean movie, I think. Um, but yeah, it was that you know it was the guy guys on both sides of it, and then they put it into the Boston to make it The Departed. But masterpiece. Yeah, I thought it was good. Best one, best picture. Yeah. Fernal Affairs, it's called. There you go. Thank you, Matt. Fernal Affairs. Internal affairs? Infernal? Infernal. Infernal. Um, Let's see. Chris writes... You really thought The Departed was great? I did. That was all right. I mean, I liked it, but I thought it was just all right. You loved it, huh? I did. I I was thoroughly entertained throughout. Me too. It's one of my favorite movies. The only thing that worried me is the people in front of me had like a six-year-old kid at the movie. Jesus. It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? Was it Will Perillo? (laughs) <laughs> I thought Mark Mark Wahlberg was great in that, you know, that character. Yeah. And then when he comes back at the end, you're like, yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, Matt Damon's great at driving you nuts, too. Like, I mean, he just does, like, school ties in that movie. He drives you crazy. Like, oh. you just want to strangle him and, yeah. and school, murder him. See, I, I did He's like He's great school, at that. I did like school ties. Yeah. Yeah. But, and Leo, of course. Great acting. Alec Baldwin, underrated uh, line yeah, in there, too. too. I'm the guy that's doing his job. 
Maybe, maybe, you know, you know, you know the part I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, Chris writes in from Colfax, California. Uh, first off, count me as one that really likes Alex and her fit in the show. She meshed with the group immediately better than anyone not named Mike. <laughs> Next, I know the not formally trained artist is gone, but can you guys paint me a scenario in which the Patriots go 4-13 and and you guys are optimistic about the team moving forward? Mac must be healthy for 17 games, yeah. though. Oh, no, I mean everything falls apart around. I'm sorry them. if they go four and thirteen. Yeah. There's not many things that could have happened to lead me to be optimistic about. Unless they're all like that's bottoming out. Everybody's hurt, and they're all like one point losses that Max somehow kept them in miraculously. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, tough. I mean, every you could really talk yourself into pretzels like Mike. That, but <laughs> the four and thirteen is four and thirteen. Yeah, every week yeah. is a one point loss, and the defense is on the field last. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, I mean, you're talking losses to the you know, Jets. But you, you'd also Lions. have to say, like, you know, they alternated losing, like, 38-35 with 17-16 because one of those things you're going to be like, well, the defense is terrible. There's no hope for the future. Or the offense just can't score. There's no hope for the future. Yeah. Like, th- it's hard to go 4-13 and and feel good about it. I think it. the yeah. question, the more realistic question I'm finding myself asking is, is there a 7-8 win season that you feel better about yes. than you felt last year? Yes. yes. Now you, know, you do some of that stuff because they finish strong. Like, you have a pretty good offense. Mac has significant progression in year two, and you win seven or eight games. You can talk yourself into. We just got to shore up some yeah, weak, couple weak pieces, spots on the couple defense. Couple pieces away. Couple tweaks here and there. Mac's yeah. going to get even better. Yeah. And we're ready to go, baby. I can make that argument. Yeah, and but four, four wins no, as opposed four. to eight—that's a big difference. Because then you got you're losing to the Dolphins, you're losing to the Jets, the Lions. Yeah, it would have to be an incredible rash of injuries for you to say, okay, it's not all is lost. They just had. Yeah, a, but then you don't know. They had, but they had a lot of bad luck. Yeah, you could just say like but, they were but, competitive with a banged up roster. They just couldn't win the games because yeah. they didn't have enough. I just want to come back next year thinking that there are guys that have emerged this year. Not, I, I don't want to go into next offseason going, well, we got a ton of cap space and we can do what they did in 2021 and sign like seven, eight starters again. Like, I don't want to have to do that again. I want to want to just roll it over with guys a, you have a few key pieces. and maybe extend. Yeah. You know, maybe try to retain guys. Like this year you see, wow, player X, Josh Uche. We want him around. Let's extend him. You know, put the money towards that. And certainly you can fill in some holes next year in free agency. And I like that that is coming down the pipe, pike again, that they're going to have free space to, to work with a little bit and have some money to work with again next year. But I hope that, like, kind of Paul hinted at, like, it's strategic. Wow. If we could just get one, one really good cornerback, you know, to compliment whoever, Sean Wade, you know, whatever, however it works out, instead of, like, whew, we got to redo it all again. What would disappoint you more? They don't make the playoffs or Christian Barmore regresses? Christian Barmore regresses. Yeah, I think so. That because that's one of the only guys that you have right, that you right. really feel like He's has a, maybe some star he potential. He could be a core guy. Yeah. But I also wonder after watching minicamp, how much of a role is he really going to have? Is he going to be just a pass rusher on passing downs? Or is he going to be... First snap of the game, he's out there causing mayhem. I think it's up to snap him. One. I really think it's up to him. You know, or is it going to be Godshaw in the middle, Lawrence Guy, and Dietrich Wise? And that, you know, hard no. to get excited. If Barmore isn't one of your key defensive players, then Bill the GM's having trouble. I, I think he recognizes right. Barmore as one of his best players. Well, if Barmore's not playing, then Bill the coach is having trouble. Yeah. 
Well, whoever's making the personnel decisions is having trouble. I just yeah. don't want to see him as third and long. All right, here he comes now. Like He needs to be a, a, a foundational piece of the I defense agree. that plays yes. a lot. And, you know, I think it, it, it feeds into just he's disruptive. You talk about guys that can't stop the run, it's fine, but he can get upfield. You know, I, I think he can cause problems on, on early downs just as well as he can when it's just pure pass rush. So yep. I'm just hopeful his role expands and we see him as a real cog and not just a rotational piece because I'm – I think a lot of the defense is going to be rotational pieces this year. It's going to be Jennings, Bentley when it's pass when it's running downs, and then it's going to be Uche, Perkins, you know those guys when it's when it's passing downs, and you know you'll have wholesale changes. Uh, Christian is from Austria. He says on Tuesday somebody wrote in about Sunday in Germany being quiet. Oh please, yes, tell us. Uh, I'm from Austria, and we have basically the same rule here. Everybody besides restaurants and gas stations is closed on Sundays. You're not supposed to do anything that would be considered a disturbance to your neighbors. So no construction, mowing the lawn. Basically, don't start any loud machinery. You can have a party, but keep the music down. Of course, that all depends on your neighbors. Also, Fred, schnitzel belongs to us Austrians, not Germany, so get your stereotypes straight. (laughs) That's a good point. That's interesting. I mean, is that anything to consider? With it used Germany to be that way in 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 America. You know, yeah. everything was closed on Sunday, and in Mass, Could you know, we blues. were one of the holdouts. We had the blue laws yep. on Sunday. Now everything's open. Um, but like, yeah, when I was a kid, there was still blue laws. Yeah, you you couldn't open up, and and then they changed it. You could open up at noon. Mm-hmm. And then now everything's just open up. The hardware store is open at seven thirty for crying out loud. So I stupid. know because I go there. And when you had to go to New Hampshire, because I had to do my yard work. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You had to go to the packy. It's easier for you. Yeah. You had to go to New Hampshire for the packy. Yeah. But but now it's like like Trader Joe's. If it's like before ten a.m., they just put like a thing in front. Of, like you're not allowed to buy alcohol before ten a.m. Yeah. now, but it, you can. It's insane. And as soon as it is now, it's insane. You, now yeah. you can get it. Yeah. I, but there's got to be something to this. Like they play soccer and. Like they have matches in on Sundays, Bundesliga? right? Do like, they? Saturday morning. No? It's Saturday. It Saturday. I know Premier I know. League is all Saturday. Pr- Premier. It yeah. just seems like something that Good like would have come up maybe if you're gonna go. The NFL is gonna go to Germany and then like, oh by the way, no loud noises on Sunday. No game on Sunday. Yeah. Brady here. Brady <laughs> can't play on Sunday. This? Has this been worked out yet? They're like, oh by the way, like it's the Sabbath. We don't do anything <laughs> that day. Like what? Yeah, I didn't have any idea that that existed. Right, row. Um, we'll break them up. So you didn't think the town was better than the departed? <laughs> the town. I thought they were both good. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I liked. I enjoyed both movies. I did enjoy both, but I liked the departed better, and a lot really? of it was because I just I you really the only three I people was, I think I've ever met that I think said. I think really? if I had to choose between the two, I'd choose the departed. Wow. Yeah. But I, I, I love the town. I would too. I I hated John Hamm. I hated John Hamm in that movie. I just thought he was That's over the you top. Hate John Hamm. I do hate John Hamm, except for he's uh, wicked handsome as, as Mad Men. But <laughs> why? Because he had this look on his face. But I gotta say, just like I said, Matt Damon was so hateable in The Departed. What's his face? Hawkeye was so hateable in uh, yeah. No, the brother with the uh, oh uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he was so good. in He's that, He's so oh, good, yeah. oh. and with the accent and just doing really. the Boston dirtbag kind of perfectly. Just really, leave really well nice. enough alone, oh. you know. Oh, Ben Affleck just wants to get away. <laughs> he just you, embodied you, it. You, you. What did you say? You call me in Florida. <laughs> It's. I mean, you. I mean, you. You grew up around Paul. Like it's. It's hard to really capture the Boston townie. Just perfectly. so you know, I wasn't a, th- a thug. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just because I grew up in the city. <laughs> but you know a Boston townie. I do. Dirtbag 
character kind of a guy, and it's hard to I really do. nail I'll it. I'll show you my book. Uh, what's the Amy Ryan? Amy Ryan in uh, in that other Boston movie uh, where the kid disappears. Gone the Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone. She was Tree outstanding. Mendes, another movie that was far better than. Well, meanwhile, Gone. you like City on a Hill, Paul, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that yeah, series. Yeah, but it's a little like hacky. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it's cliched. Yeah, but you know, it's. I mean, I like it because it's Boston. But then yeah. there's Blake Lively in the town, who I was like, nope, yeah, no, nope, the accent wasn't this, there. You're not, you're not a Boston townie girl. Yeah, like, I don't not really, her. was she talking? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, I love the town. That was a good movie. No, it was no, a, I, 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 I still agree with you guys. It. I think Blake those Lively my, was not really good, and that that whole like sort of offshoot there was not great. But the movie, it's, I mean. Oh, it's good. I mean, I I enjoyed it. What's better than robbing Fenway? We're gonna take down the Cathedral of Boston. Yeah. Um, I just love the part where at the end when he goes into the flower shop and just yeah. uh, something went back. Caps that guy, yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I was like jaw down when that happened. Did yeah. not see that coming at all. Really? You're an old man with an effed up face. Yeah. I love that part. <laughs> Twist. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Jake from Bendigo. Uh, and thanks to Brad from Adelaide for getting the pronunciation correct for me last week. The advice for flag worked out. Did we? Oh, uh, we didn't play Troy Brown's team <laughs> and won. So many thanks for that. <laughs> that was my advice. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't play, play Troy Brown's, Brown's team. Uh, championship game is tonight, so fingers crossed we can take it to the super um, tall and athletic seed one team. Okay. Random question. Do any of you lot have any Patriots championship tattoos? I know you've got rings, but wasn't sure if you were taking it to the grave. I do not have a tattoo. I do not have a tattoo. You don't have a tattoo, Paul. I don't. Not no. a tat guy. No. No. I no. almost lost a bet where I would have had to get TB12 on my ring finger, but <laughs> <laughs> no tattoos. No, none? None. No really? tattoos. I'm surprised that you don't <laughs> the have a tattoo. The kids like tattoos. Why? That's Why are you surprised by that? Just what Fred just said. Yeah. I think the kids nowadays are very they big on tattoos. The tattoos. Too indecisive. I would yeah. get sick of it and be like, "Why did I get that?" And yeah. I watched too many of my friends in high school get tattoos that I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna regret that next year." Never mind in twenty. Yeah, that's my brother. Do you get the thorns around the arm? No, no, no. Ah. The bar- I had a friend that wire. did a typo in their tattoo. Oh, purposely? Yeah. Oh no, God no. <laughs> oh no, it's like a commercial. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. It really? was a, a wrong apostrophe in a your. Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh, I mean, now the grammar, the grammar police. Pet peeves. Possessive. You know, yeah. <laughs> Tattoo artist didn't quite. <laughs> Eric would have been so mad. Screw up grammar on a tattoo. Oh. Imagine, though, Eric gets a tattoo and it was. He has a tattoo. He's got a tattoo. Well, I know, but if. And it was misspelled. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh. Lawsuits. Oh, yeah. Lawsuits. What kind of travesty are we running here? <laughs> this tattoo parlor. And they got the apostrophe in the rose. <laughs> uh, he okay. has no formal artistic <laughs> training. So oh no tattoos for Alexandra. No. No? Yeah. Okay. All right. Almost, though. Any plans? <laughs> no. Unless, like, I don't even, I don't know, maybe, like, if someone died in my family and it that really, would be the like, only. Uh, the on, but that would be the only oh. thing for me is of something that was deeply, Actually, deeply meaningful. I'm going through our department. For me. Yeah. Does anyone in our department have a tattoo? Um, oh, this guy here. Oh, Morel's got yeah, yeah, Morel's four got, of them. Yeah, Morel's got fresh ink. Yeah, remember he came yeah. in. He had. Remember he had the, yeah. <laughs> the reaction to it after he got it. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Canuck's got a, got one, I think, like on her finger. 
Yeah. Oh, I, oh, okay. Yeah. Little one. Yeah. Yeah. She does. Ferrera. He's got a big like eagle on his chest. Does he? <laughs> wow. I don't know. He has a chest piece. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to imagine the person least likely to yeah. have a giant tattoo on his chest. like, remember Jerry's uncle? <laughs> Hello. Hello, Jerry. He, he had the dream where he's in jail and he's got you know. <laughs> Murder and hello. Hi, Leo. Hi, Leo. <laughs> Jerry. Yeah. Nah, I just never thought of something like enough. Yeah. That I needed I, to nothing like make a yeah. kind of statement. Well, too. When my brother got caught with his, he got in so much trouble that it just completely scared it out of me. So I never even thought about oh, it. Oh, he got in trouble for it. Oh, yeah. He was like 16. Yeah. Said maybe 17 when he got it. And my father like freaked the F out like you wouldn't believe. Get it off. Like, <laughs> get it off. You know, like two hours later, he was still saying, I want it off. And my brother's like, no, Dad, seriously, it doesn't come off. He's like over there with sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. And it, it that just scared it out of me. And then, you know, I got older and I'm kind of like Alex. Like, it would have to be something. Like, I, you know, no longer am I going to get something stupid like that. Right. It would have to be something with deep personal True blood, so. Just a family member. Okay. But, you know, I don't think that that will. I don't think I have the stomach for it. I don't think I could sit through the pain. Really? Yeah. Mr. Marine in there. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Rob. My sister <laughs> really managed does not. to hide her tattoo from my dad for like a f- almost two years. Yeah, it was a while before my brother got caught. Well, so he got it at like 14? No. I mean, I'm probably missing. I'm probably messing up the years. He probably got it at like what 16 did he get? or what 17. Did, what was it? What is it? It's a stupid Yosemite Sam on his leg. It was like oh, this big. Really? Stupid. He'll, you should, my brother like. Goes off on a tangent to rip himself. It's like the funniest thing. It's like a <laughs> moron. <laughs> then he fell asleep on the couch once, and he had like he had his shorts on. Like the boots were hanging out the bottom, and <laughs> my father's like, "What? What was that?" And, like, and, and my brother's like groggy, half asleep. Yeah. He's like, uh, "It's like dirt." It's like, it's he's like, like pulling the shorts down. Uh, <laughs> All hell broke loose that day. That was another growing up Perillo. Okay, busted. <laughs> Rich got a beating from from Al. <laughs> From Everest to Yosemite. from Everett to Everest, the Paul Perillo story. Yeah. That should be in there. Yosemite Sam. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Jason <laughs> writes in. First and foremost, I love Mac Jones and truly believe he can be our future. However, <laughs> I also I like how fe- you read that. I also feel like Patriots Nation was so devastated by Brady's departure that we were quick to crown him as the next guy. This season will tell the tale. But how secure are you with Mac as the face of the franchise long term? Not, I mean, not. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's set in stone that he's the starter here into his second contract. I think he's got to earn it. But I like everything he's doing. I think he has promise. Um, but I don't. I don't, I don't agree. With I don't. I, I mean, I'm not penciling him in for the next decade. I think he has a lot of what it takes. But I, the point I always go back to is just that it's really hard. There's a lot of really talented teams, especially in the AFC and in the AFC East, and. He's going to have to be special. Is he good enough? That's I mean, we we just we haven't seen enough. We don't know. I but think I think good. everything Mike said is accurate. And he does everything you want, you know. Like and that, and Off I think that field. that counts a lot. That counts a lot for just his his the way he's brought the guys together, the way he's been a leader, the way he looked on the field over minicamp. Plus, I haven't worked enough pluses, and I got to get more pluses in. Um, he, I think he just does everything you you want, and so it's hard to ask for more. But again, it's like. That doesn't mean he's special. It, you know, you can work hard and do and say all the right things in life, but that doesn't mean you're going to be able to perform it when it's give all you on the, the line, gifts right down the, to make those key plays play. and those, you know, those throws that we saw Tom Brady make 
time after time after time in the playoffs when it was all on the line in, in every single one of those Super Bowls. You knew he was going to bring something. And that, that's Who's the worst tough. player if he's as good as that person, you'll be okay? A lot of people say Eli Manning. If he only wins two, two Super Bowls, that's not enough. I need three. <laughs> <laughs> if I he's mean, as good as Eli Manning, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. I would take it, but you know, you got to take everything that comes with it, which is he'd be maddening a lot. Right. Like, it could be a lot he's of not times be he's perfect. driving you nuts, and then all of a sudden, oh, it all lined up in a couple playoff runs, and he just couldn't do any wrong, and they knocked off a bunch of teams that might be a little bit better than him on paper. you know. But there's a lot of moments with Eli Manning where people were p- pulling their hair oh, out, God, wondering yeah. if he's the guy even, and – you know, even outside of those Super Bowls, I think there was there was you know plenty of discussion around him, and yep. I hope not to deal with that. But yep, uh, Jack writes in: sixty-seven percent of all people who get a tattoo later regret having gotten the tattoo. I don't know where he gets that number from, but yeah, it's such an arbitrary. It's perfectly place. two-thirds. Do you regret Six- it? Yes. Okay, put him on. Sixty-seven percent. That was a uh, survey of people on Ventura Beach. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever asked my brother. No. But he would be in the regret category. No my wife's, my wife's got my wife's got a couple. She's got a a dolphin on her back that she got when she was in Hawaii yeah. as a kid, and then after kids, she got like two birds on her leg. That my she wife has to, like, a couple. She's symbolize. got two cherries on her ankle because Kirsch is cherry in German. Oh. And then she's got every time we lose a dog, she puts their paw on her. Oh. She gets a paw. How many her. you got? So she's got two so far. Yeah. 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 That's cool. But. Yeah. Small. I think a lot Small. of people have tattoos. Yeah. The cherry. Was that like your, the show uh, was your symbol? Uh, an outlier. <laughs> the cherry. I didn't. The family crest. <laughs> the yeah. family crest is just like that little. Maraschino <laughs> <laughs> cherry. There's a bowl of pits. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cherry. And then the ironic thing is I'm allergic to cherries. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Pitted fruit. Yeah, I kind of am too. Yeah. We got it makes we, my mouth kind of itchy. Swell. The yeah. roof of your mouth gets itchy. Yeah, yeah. we got one. Of those. I wonder if that's the fruit or if it's the pesticides well, on it. I, that uh, happens to me well, sometimes. It, it could be really? because when growing up, I could eat cherries by the bushel. I'm gonna try. And then it was, Bri- it. it was well, at Brian. It was at Brian. up before they started poisoning yeah. our food. It was at Brian College at training camp. We used to be able to eat with the team in the cafeteria back then, and you know you'd load up. And I had a bowl of cherries, and we were sitting in that school, school room that I we worked in. And all of a sudden, my mouth just starts swelling up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. And it was from the cherries. Huh. I've yeah. heard of that with, like, pineapple. I know some people have weird reactions to a lot of yeah. pineapple, too. But we just got a, uh, like, something that you can just put the cherry in and, and click the the what you, the seed out oh, of Oh, yeah? I mean, it, oh, it makes really? cherry eating so much better. That you, just you, like It's boom, really that hard boom. to just spit out the cherry? The, the oh, no. Yeah, I mean, where you are. Like, I, can, I could see, like, if there was a way to, like, de-seed watermelons all at once, that would be good. Well, they do have seedless I know they have seedless watermelons. <laughs> they have that. But the, but they're not as <laughs> Much like all the other inventions <laughs> that came from the show, it's already in existence. Yeah. <laughs> seedless watermelon. What do you think about this? Because, you know. It's good to have somebody new on the show because we can rehash things. Yeah. And cause just in case take. we have new listeners. Hey, there's what summer you, reruns, but if you've never seen them, they're new to what you. What do you think of this invention, Alex? It's a soap with a <laughs> slot. So you have a bar of soap. Okay. And when it comes out of the wrapper, it's already got a slot in it. So when you get down to the wafer, you know how you get down to the wafer and you don't know what to do with it? You open up the new bar and you stick the wafer into the slot. And you recycle it. So are you, are you a bar soap person? But would you recycle it? Because it would just eventually get back down to that wafer. Exactly. And then you're and putting then you, the same and then, wafer. And then the next bar, 
you you'll, put you'll it never in. have to throw so you never any have to soap throw away. away. Yeah, your soap efficiency will be so as long as you keep the bottle. So you guys, as long as you put the little soap tablet in the water. Oh, and, and then, then you have the soapy water, and you can just use it. You dilute the but tiny Al- soap. But Alex is telling you, you need another bar of soap to put the, yes. the little piece so in. Just so what's you, the difference? As long as you keep buying soap with a slot, a you'll always have a place to put it. soap isn't going to dissolve the small <laughs> little soap. Thank you. What? No, it doesn't it make took it go away. 13 <laughs> seconds no, to no, blow listen, up your... Listen to me. No, you're, you're both wrong. <laughs> no, she's not. You're always going to have a wafer at the end. Right. But, but you and take it'll probably be that original wafer if you're putting matter, it It doesn't matter, but you put it back in the next slot. So I'm giving you a way to get rid of that wafer, and then you really waste nothing. So where do you put it? Get like a little I'll tiny... I'll tell you like where to put you it. You could literally like <laughs> take this little four-ounce thing of salad dressing, <laughs> yeah. rinse it out, dissolve your little wafer in the little sudsy water... And then you can just be that's like, a lot hey, of work. pour it on yourself. That's a lot of work. So is manufacturing soap are, are you a, Are you bar soap or in a bottle? Um, It depends on, like, I have to have a nice, like, shelf in the shower. I can't just put, like, a bar of soap on. Well, I don't know where your bath. Do you have a shelf in your bathroom? <laughs> right wow. now, no. Okay. It's just a stand-up <laughs> shower. So, so what do you do now? Bo- it's a bottle. Bottle. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I see most young people like the bottle. I like the bottle with a loofah. Can I use? I use a, one of those like scrubber things, and you know, because then you really, you really get you really, like, you really like scrub it. Like the woman in Caddyshack, the old lady. <laughs> loofah, <laughs> my stretch mark. <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my style. That's my yeah. style. Yeah, so I, I like the, the bar. I do the body wash, not the bar. The body wash is a waste of money. You body wash just straight fast. to the hands. Yeah, just straight to the hands. You gotta have some. Yeah. You just yeah. portion control. Yes. Yeah, but time I, size. I know, but that's not so enough. Little, little goes all, no. Why isn't it enough? I, I need more than that. What you, what you, Use water. What you, what you stretch cleaning? the soap. Put it in a washcloth or a loofah like Mike, and then you'll exfoliate Well, that's the other thing. Like the if loofah. you use a loofah or something like that, you don't even need a lot. Little goes a very yeah. long way. That's yeah. why, that's I, don't, why I, I don't use a loofah. That's why I eat loofah. It's really good. Yeah. Exfoliate your skin. Loofah I try it. I mean, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, but your soap with a slot, man. I mean, it just it falls flat. I mean, Alex blew it up in 13 <laughs> seconds, just like you're supposed to. No, it's, it's you. She, you she recycle the, wafer. the flaw immediately. It, you know, it, I do like though. What I like about soap with a slot is that it's an intriguing name because you're instantly like, "What's the slot for?" Right. It, so then you're, you know, you're, you're, you're again. You're, you're, again. Exactly. Interpreted some dirty ways. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> soap with a slot. Just what I've been looking for. Uh, Al from Florida says, "Just watch Mike's video." Oh. And I freaking love it. <laughs> Very creative, but most impressive to me was his guitar skills. Yeah. As a beginner guitarist, what advice would you give to learn on the electric guitar? Oh, uh, just find tabs and songs you like and play. Do you play the guitar? Yeah. Oh, Mike does a little bit of everything. Yeah. Another thing we just learned. Yeah. Jack of all we trades. didn't just yeah. learn it. Yeah, I did. A little bit. Who I knew mean, that. I, Matt, thank you. I mean, I'm not getting up there like throwing an Eddie Van Halen solo. Like I can, I can strum some chords and play some songs, but. Um, oh, I also was with Deuce when yeah. he sang "Bust a Move" at karaoke in Nashville. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Matt was Matt was just. I down think Morell might have yeah, a no tape sense. of that. <laughs> oh, I think you do, don't you? Let's get that up on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had the video. Oh, you had the sound clip of it too. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. I was excited. What's right. your go-to karaoke song? I did that one in honor of my wife because she always does "Bust a Move," so I kind of stole it. Because it was also we were in this Nashville karaoke and everyone was doing country i'm like let's get some party started here i don't want so yeah. um me and matt smith were in the background <laughs> drinking 111 beers <laughs> They're like who's this, who's this new guy this new idiot up there um but i've done uh 
Amy by Pure Prairie League. I've done that one before. You know that one? I've never even Amy, heard. Oh, Amy, what, what you, you go? go yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I lied. I knew that song. That's like uh, right Cape, as I was saying, Cape Cod Happy Hour. That's I mean, where. That's know. where. That's where I did. It. I know, yeah. like that in Squeeze Box. Wait, Mill Hill, <laughs> Mill Hill Club. <laughs> <The> Mill Hill <laughs> Club. Who <laughs> <laughs> closed? I think it was actually a Falmouth. Um, Brothers. Oh, oh, oh! And then I have one other one. Uh, Puffer Bellies. The Wanderer. The Wanderer. By Dion. I'm the type of guy that down. Which one is that? That one. I don't know. Who's saying it? Maybe Dion and the Belmonts. Dion and the Belmonts. Okay. Perhaps, yeah. Those are those are my those are my three. Okay. I don't have any new ones. I need some new ones. I did do uh me and Angelique did party in the party in the USA at her oh, at the Christmas uh, at the party. Christmas party. So I can't believe I missed. That. I couldn't hit that. I couldn't hit the high notes though. I felt a little bit out of my depth. Miley's hard. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was I just trying like to. Ver- I was just trying to like harmonize with Angelique, you know, and let her take the stage. But that yeah, was was more. Are you a drinker, Alex? Not really. No, not really. That's Contrary to having gone to drugs? UMass Amherst. <laughs> drugs. Do you do drugs, Danny? Yes, good. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh, good. I've explored with heroin. <laughs> Well, not for me anymore. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know, high on life. You hide your tracks well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. with I, I, put, I cover them with like burn marks from the oven. Okay. Oh, I thought you so just, just put like, oh, the I'm cigarettes cooking. out on I'm them. Cooking. You know, Sorry. speaking of a. Uh, of heroin, watched a good documentary on Anthony Bourdain on HBO. Oh, yeah. That was, that was very... Is he a heroin was it He was. Oh, was I didn't it know that. He was. documentary like, be down for about breakfast. his life that was in theaters recently? It, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it, they had a ton of access. What was it called? Roadrunner? Yep. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's on HBO. It was, it, was, it was really good. And the interesting thing about him and heroin was that somebody said, Anthony Bourdain's the only person I've ever known that just quit heroin cold turkey. Like, he just stopped. And, re- and then... But was one of those people that pours his obsession into something. So he just, yeah. instead of mm-hmm. pouring it into drugs, he poured it into being a chef. And wow. Jiu-jitsu. But, yeah, and jiu-jitsu. obsessions. Fascinating. Uh, Alex uh, says, Ryan, have you tried a sandwich from Randall's Farm in Ludlow? Yes. I played volleyball, I volleyball in Western Mass, and we frequently went out of our way to stop there. Randall's is a local institution. Okay. Nice. Another like another Alex email from Bill. Alex is officially on the list. How can you say you were a film minor and not know Departed was a remake of Internal <laughs> Affairs? And yes, Mike, a Korean film. Which Korea? South Korea. <laughs> film minor, not major. That means, hey, this will be cool what? to learn video editing skills and I'll watch movies during class. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little bit of stupid uh, trivia that I knew about that movie. So, so uh, sorry, Akil in Brooklyn says, I'm a week late on this email, but I wanted to circle back around Paul's comments on music. Paul, why do you think it's not great to be able to buy a song on the Internet and then download it and listen to it right away? Feels a bit like Eric not wanting to pay at the pump. Did I say that? Were you yeah, you were humrumphing downloading a little bit. I, down- I, <laughs> I download, I download all the time. Well, I know you do, but you don't like it. Not because of the download. I think it's unfortunate for the artists. Well, it has been. They've yeah. lost that, a lot of that, money. that was my point. Oh. Not because it's hard to download a song. Yeah. Even I can do that. Because of like illegal di- downloading or people can just buy one song if they well, don't have to buy the whole album? Well, that too, yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I think there's probably some money loss. There's a revenue loss there. Yeah, there was. I think back they, in the day of MP3s had to and iTunes, though, they would make more money off iTunes than they would the records because records no uh, would it, go to the it hasn't worked that I way it, it's been hard and that's not why you for see. streaming but when it was the days of like Apple Music buying a song for ninety nine cents downloading the MP three yeah that's when it started that's when they started losing money now they're figuring out ways to get it back um, but when Apple first started with the ninety nine cent downloads and all that stuff 
they just weren't making they weren't making money. You know, it's yeah. But I I mean I have no problem with downloading music. I mean, yeah. there's a million different how, ways to how, do that. Why, how who, I mean, how could you? I mean, if I, I, if I said that, I. I, that's not the way I meant. I it. mean, there was a day when, if you were an artist, musical artist, you would never, ever, ever want your music on a commercial. Now, oh, forget it. That's the first thing you do. Big money, cha-ching. Yeah. Uh, well, that's like Green Day hates the fact that their song became sort of like you know that um, time of your life. Yeah. yeah. What, what's the name of the song? I don't think it's that's the, the name of the song. Uh, um, good riddance. Good riddance. Good riddance. Yeah. Um, they hate the the fact that that song became sort of. Like the graduation yeah. kind of right. like you know tearful video like right. they hated that. Um, Mark and Fall and it River probably made them more money than since anything the Celtics are playing tonight. We'll end with a Celtics email. He says, "I'm not sure if you guys are discussing Celtics, but watching them play against the Warriors this series has reminded me of the Patriots. For 20 years, watching the Patriots usually resulted in watching the other team beat themselves. It feels like the Warriors have just let the Celtics beat themselves, like the Patriots did so many to so many teams along the way." The only difference is we have to watch our team do it over and over again because it is a series. Yeah. And the other side of it now. I don't look at it that way, but I, I, I look at it as Golden State's played better. Like when you turn the ball over, I know everybody around here says the you know, the Celtics love to make it hard on themselves and you know, they they're doing it again and they're blowing opportunity with like nothing to do with the other team, like Forcing 18 turnovers, it's the Celtics giving well, it well away. That's what I was guys. trying to tell you all these you know, years with the Patriots. When you would say the other team's stinking, I say, well, maybe the Patriots had something to do with it. But now, because not, not, now not, you have that take. Wait a minute, and I'm glad you've come around. Wait a minute, and I agree with your take on the Patriots, and I always have. No, in, in games like no, you and Andy, in playoff, the league sucks. The no. Patriots suck. You so know, you're, you're making two different arguments. The so league does. This always suck. happens at I the know, end of the show. I know. The league does suck by and large, and teams give games away. But you can't tell me they won six Super Bowls because the other team sucked. No. <laughs> That's stupid. That's what you guys used to say. Never once did I say in, this, in a Super Bowl, the other team sucked. I would I would give credit to the other team and the Patriots having beaten that team. You yeah. would take away from the Patriots by diminishing the other no, team. No, I would take away again from the Patriots. Again and again and again. When, when they get dominated by, like, the Cleveland Browns and lose because Cleveland gives the ball away 17 times. Like, that's different. Right, because the Patriots had nothing to do with it. But them. you don't beat the, the, like, the Steelers and the Colts and the Rams all because the other team sucks. Yeah. Sorry, the other team doesn't suck. No, but they would say teams come to. But that's what teams Celtics come fans to Gillette are saying. And they just poop themselves. But they just what, don't know what to do. But that's well, what that's Celtics fans are saying now. It's all about the Celtics sucking, not the Golden State doing anything. That I agree with, and I also agree with the other way too. All right, that's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. We'll be back next week, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't we be back next? Week? I don't know. We'll be here. See you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.